0: Greetings. Greetings? Let's cut this part out already. Good (laughs) morning, Jesus Christ. Greetings. Greetings. (laughs) Greetings. I'm your host, Adam, for the night. And this is the ECG Game of the Year Super Show Awards Show 2020. I'm wearing a suit. I'm on the red carpet. You guys see my suit? My blazer right here? Having a good time. So yeah, we're here to talk Game of the Year 2020. Everyone have a good time. Get along. We're not going to talk about six out of 10 video games here. We're only going to talk about the best of last year uh heads up we are now at a video show as well so there's going to be a link in the podcast description that'll take you to the youtube channel if you want to check us out look how cool i look in my cool suit george over here in his nice living room whatever everyone have a good time enjoy it
1: uh today with me is chris waterman from uh jacksonville florida i was like come on man don't do me dirty <laughs> like that right off the rip first time turning over the reins uh, how how are you guys uh everybody have a good good holiday yeah Fantastic, yes, Awesome. Yes, sir.
0: With me, we also have, from the tip of uh, the penis of America, <laughs> George Ravelo.
2: <laughs> what's up, what's up? Miami, Florida in the house. Uh, man.
0: How about oh, them playoffs, buddy?
2: How about them playoffs, man? 90% chance to make the playoffs. And we found a way to uh, give up some 60 points to the fucking Buffalo Bills.
3: <sighs> Damn. If only you had Fitzmagic in. Covid, man. COVID. I know. I know. I was so bummed because he would he, he he was on fire this year. Yeah,
2: it's a damn shame. So, despite having a considerably better season, we will be watching the playoffs along from with the Patriots from the comfort of our homes.
0: And from Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> the voice of the other losing NFL football team, Zach Cassell. How you doing?
3: Yeah, but this is the voice of next year's Super Bowl winning. <laughs> uh fandom right here you know what i'm saying so we're gonna you know who knows dude stafford might come to new england dude you know Ah, uh, uh, yes
2: yes the career four and ten guy four and twelve i'm sorry uh, look <laughs>
3: gonna, look it's not stafford's fault man he, he 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 produces he's absolutely right all right so guys <laughs> we're gonna go <laughs> over the rules about how
0: we do our how we do our game of the year um everyone sent me a list I'm the only one who knows the winners as of now. So we have five categories, best performance, best art direction, uh, best indie, game of the year, and then best narrative. Um, And then everyone sent me a list, uh, how they rank on your list gives a certain amount of points. So there's a point total. I know the winners, they don't, so this will be a fun time. Um, And we're going to talk about each of the nominees and how we feel about it. And at the end of that, we'll get the winners and everyone will have a good time. So before we get into that, Chris, you have some fun, little silly... Uh, awards for 2020 so you go ahead and take over this part yeah
1: just just a couple actually um so i realized when i made my list i didn't really give any love to uh, a particular game that i thought was fantastic however it is near impossible to uh, find somebody who has played this game because of the barrier to entry so my nominee for best game that nobody played or I should say my recipient of the award is Half-Life Alex. Uh, just a damn shame because it was spectacular. Um, and I felt just all this positive energy bubbling up as I was playing it. And after I finished it and there was just nobody to fucking talk to about it because you need a fairly powerful PC and an expensive VR rig to play it. Um, both of which I acquired during the... Uh, you know COVID 19 outbreak and subsequent lockdown so uh george uh, hopefully you know once your pc is finished buddy um even if i have to lend you my oculus quest and the link cable I, I hope that you do get to play it i think you'll be astounded uh because it is a true step forward for vr and i hope that this didn't kill the ch- you know the, the lockdown and sort of the the barrier to entry doesn't kill the vr movement because like this is what i've been wanting for forever uh My second and final alternative award goes to a game that I way overestimated how much I would like it, and that goes to demon souls so uh love demon souls you know uh in in its own way, but uh found out that. I've got one boss left uh, that after playing the majority of that game, I did not like it nearly as much as I thought I was going to. The age does not show in the sound design or graphics, which are both fantastic on the remake, but more in the design. So it definitely feels like a game that came out in 2009. There's a lot of things that they made a lot less cumbersome in Dark Souls, if you can believe that. I know uh adam you've played dark souls you find it to be kind of a cumbersome game obtuse not very you know fun and clunky Woo boy if you ever get your hands on demon souls for ps5 you're in for a shock because um dark souls is much more smooth than uh demon souls uh, in terms of like you that know, worries me
0: <laughs> that something is more slow and janky than dark souls one That's not wild. necessarily janky, janky yeah, yeah it's, it's not it's, janky it's it's, it's poor fluid.
1: it's poor design it's more like so like there's no refillable health source Like you have to farm health source right um the, the there's very few shortcuts. So you can tell there's the first stone that you go into in Demon Souls has uh, shortcuts built into it. Like that's the template for Dark Souls right there. It feels like Dark Souls. Every other stone is kind of like a, I don't know, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Um, so you have boss runs that take you 15 minutes just to get an attempt at a boss. And it, you know, the boss design also very gimmicky versus Dark Souls, which was more like skill-based. So anyway, game that I thought I would love more than I actually ended up loving, Demon Souls. Now, the, uh, you
0: want to run me through those two again, because I actually might have it. You said, will you tell me again one more time? The awards? Yeah, those two awards, because I think I actually might have a game for each category.
1: Yeah, so best game that nobody played was Half-Life Alex, and uh game that I ended up uh, not liking as much as I thought I would, so game that I liked less than I would have ever thought that I would. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, for
0: me, I can always say the one that, It's different for you because it's the VR and the Half-Life Alex is a great game that VR or whatever. I don't think enough people played Spiritfarer just because it wasn't on enough award shows. And for a dude who did not think I was going to like that game at all, I really enjoyed that game a lot. Um, We'll see if it, I mean, you know, it didn't pop up in our nominees, but it was high on my list personally. Um, It just didn't make the cut. But like, yeah, Spiritfarer was, is super, super good. And I don't think enough people talked about it at all because, you know, they were interested in. Fall Guys and Hades for as far as any game so
1: it's it's on the list you know Uh, I think I'm going to scoop it up on the Switch it seems like it would run okay on the Switch from what I saw right like yeah it's the game isn't like graphically intensive
0: it's just it's cute and it looks pretty and it's just the story that's the really really good part of it
1: I've heard yeah it's it's high on my list of things that I want to like play that I didn't get an opportunity to last year so in this dry spell the doldrums of you know January February uh, and March presumably should hopefully get my hands on it.
2: I don't have anything for that particular list. I think everything I've played has been played by everybody. But without a doubt, the game that I thought I would love more than I did is Cyberpunk, but we're not done talking about that game just yet. But, um, but yeah, hey, Demon Souls is definitely the best looking Souls game. That shit is beautiful. That's, that is, um, I, shit, it's arguably the best next gen looking game right now honestly agreed, agreed.
1: So. and the sound design uh the implementation with the controller is just fantastic like every i mean that is a game like that and astrobot like is like the greatest one two punch for like a launch title like in terms of like you know showcasing like what the console itself can do um yeah i want them like to just remake uh dark souls i know blue point's done with it but like if they gave that same treatment to dark souls like oh my god fighting a hard
2: i also uh correct me if i'm wrong but the reason i wouldn't give that edge to like say miles morales is because demon souls doesn't make you pick between performance uh and uh and fidelity so um you know the game is ready to go out of the box and it looks great and yeah i could see that i I didn't play the original that much i only played it enough to not want to play anymore (laughs) but um but yeah i could see that the game is it's not janky like it's super fluid but I could see that, like, it, they basically imported, replicated the same gameplay. It could feel a little bit dated, I'm sure. Um, so I'm going to slow burn it, but, but yeah, good, good picks, man.
1: How about you, Zach? Do you have a game that you feel like nobody played? And uh, do you have a game that you ended up liking a lot less than you would have ever thought?
3: Um... I don't have any any games for those. Not off the top of my head right now. Yeah. So we can, yeah. I don't, I'm one game that I'm thinking of, we're going to talk about later. So I'll just save whatever I got to say for that. So
1: fair enough. Works.
0: <sighs> sure. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move into our first category and its best performance of the year. Uh, Let's we'll go from these went alphabetical order. So I'm not giving away anything for the, the viewers or listeners or whatever. We have uh, Ashley Johnson. On uh, Last of Us Part 2, we have Daisuke Tizu. I'm bad with Japanese. His first name is Daisuke. I know that's correct. Daisuke, the guy who plays uh, Jin Sakai. Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima. We have Keanu Reeves from Cyberpunk. We have Laura Bailey from Last of Us Part 2. And we have Magnus Nielsen, who is male Ivor in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So we'll start on the left hand side. Uh, Ashley Johnson in Last of Us Part 2. Uh, you
3: guys go ahead and take it away. Man. I mean, yeah, all right. So man my my opinion for last of us is like that it should just win everything that it's nominated for but between between her and and um abby uh man i don't know that's tough I, I'm, I'm gonna hold back for a second <laughs> um yeah i i i personally had you know i
2: thought i thought um was it laura bailey um that was uh, that did abby i thought uh I thought that performance was was a little bit better because it's uh because I think she had a higher, um, she had more hurdles to overcome, right? It's a brand new character, and you know obviously all the backlash that it got it's a lot of it's attributed to how good her performance was. You know, it's like the game kind of made you care about Abby, and I think that's part of the problem that some people had, right? they don't want to care about you know the person who who did all these things. So I, I think that um, that goes to show what a great job she did, but. But also of course, Ashley Johnson as Ellie man, like she Ellie did a complete 180 in this game, right like she she goes borderline villain here, right? So uh, her performance here is also just as impressive because she's basically taking like her character has evolved so much in this game and is so different from how she was in the first one that it just goes to show her range as a as a performer right uh, to be able to do that um, and still make the game compelling. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> a lot of good performances here. So this is, it certainly well deserved.
1: Yeah. I mean, sort of my, my quick take on it is <clears throat> Ashley Johnson brought all the gravitas and, you know, nuance to that, that performance that I would expect, you know, um, I, I, the standout moment for me, uh, you know, is a flashback with her and Joel, um, going to the museum on her birthday, you know, like that is just such a, a lovely contrast to a lot of the, um, you know bits and bobs that uh, precede that. She does a lot of ugly, horrible stuff, but I think you see the range um, and, and the contrast and what she's capable of as a as a performance uh, capture artist to 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 make you believe you know both equally that she could kill somebody brutally and also have you know an, an amazingly sweet relationship with uh, surrogate father and Joel. So um, it's good. So I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna. Also, just touch on Laura Bailey real quick. Yeah, we just go ahead and move over to Laura Bailey at this point. Yeah. So, you know, with the discussion around Last of Us, um, i going to jump over to, to Laura Bailey. I think, you know, she also did, as George pointed out, a fantastic job uh, because she starts off, um, she's got just a hell of a character. Art. She starts off as somebody that, you're very quite angry with and you don't really understand why she's done what she's done. But in my mind, I didn't care what her reasons were. I was, I'm like, I fucking hate you and I can't wait to kill you. Right. And then they pulled the old bait and switch in the m- middle of the game. And lo and behold, Naughty Dog being Naughty Dog, like I actually did care about her and didn't want her to die by the end of it. So, um, and that's all, that's all on Laura. Ba- I mean, she, you know, the, I will say she was my, my pick. Um, for you know, this year I think she had hands down the best uh, performance. Um, so, I, and I'm proud to to declare that was my
3: favorite. Um, yeah, that's it for me. I concur. I think, and it, I, now that I sit and sat and thought about it, Lara Bailey killed it. And yeah, like you said, the way that she was able to take a character that you know they knew was going to be universally hated at uh, at the onset in the way she was able to turn it around and, yeah, like I said, just make you care for her in a way that you just never thought you would was in- incredible.
2: Yeah, she really, she really brought that character to life. And, like, when, when it
3: comes to performances,
2: like, no, no matter how you feel about the game overall, I mean, Abby's performance makes you, everyone feel all kinds of different emotions throughout the entire game. And that is a testament to, to what Laura Bailey did in portraying that character. Absolutely, man.
0: Cool, cool, cool. All right, so I guess we'll move on to, and again, I can't say his last name. I tried my best, but Daisuke, who played Jin Sakai and Ghost of Again, I'm not speaking of games I haven't played, so that's why I didn't say anything for Last of so Us. can't say anything for this game much, but he's nominated. What, what was what about his performance did you guys like the most?
2: For me, uh, I guess me, I know, maybe we could do a little snake order here, but um, for me, I... I I love that character. A lot of, some, there was a little bit of a knock on him where it was, people thought he was kind of bland or, or generic, but, um, you know, I thought there was a little bit of a misconception because the, the guy is extremely, um, like, like principled. Like, that guy is honor-bound, everything like you're, you know, in that case, he might sound generic, right? That's your, your typical hero, that honor-bound duty before everything, right? But where this guy's performance is, is amazing is how that how he starts to lose that right how he starts to kind of give away pieces of himself and and starts to switch to whatever it takes to survive mentality right like he's he struggles with his honor as a samurai versus doing what it takes to survive to save his people uh to take back um you know his home so and and then for me like i felt i felt the struggle that he had that the character had throughout the game as he's balancing these things, um, these two, two sides of him that were basically like at, at war with each other constantly. And depending on how you played the game, if you did a little bit of both, like you kind of felt that yourself. Like I for sometimes didn't know whether I wanted to do some of the shady shit, you know, be, be stealthy or just, you know, fight face to face. And, and seeing him kind of break down a little bit um, seeing how the, was it Colton Khan would uh, would start comparing himself and start kind of getting in his head. Like he, yeah, there was like a lot of like self doubt, a lot of things that he was gri- coming to grips with himself that that really came out in, in his performance. So I thought that was uh, pretty impressive. And, and it made me really fall in love with the character um, for sure. Like the guy just, he experienced all kinds of emotions throughout the game and, and that guy did a great job.
1: So uh, for me, for the you know that for Jin, it's all about the contrast. Um, you know, with Eric Steinberg who plays Lord Shimura, like your uncle, I think that's where the performance really shined for me was watching that relationship develop over time, and kind of seeing that the strain um, of the choices Jin was making that kind of went against what his uncle wanted to do for you know uh, the island of, of Tsushima. Um, I also, I, I think that he, you know, the gin can be surprisingly funny at times. Like there was a lot of lightheartedness as well. Um, you know, with that, that, uh, that performance and, uh, yeah, I I agree with you, George. I think it, I think people kind of mistook like nuance for like wooden or like bland acting. And I don't think it's that at all. It's just, it's, uh, it's nuance So that's all I got.
3: Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think he re- did a really good job. And like you guys were saying, I the way that he presented himself, the way that he spoke, and all that was, like uh, like George was saying, was a, a testament to the times. And you know how, um, you know entrenched in in that lifestyle he was and all that. So yeah, he 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 really killed it. And and for me personally, what I liked the best with him was. On a lot of the side missions and stuff, I feel like uh, more more emotion came out um, that you, know, you didn't necessarily get to see in the main storyline, um, you know, which you did see a lot in the main storyline, but there was just, whether it be like the comedic aspect or something else, but yeah, I he definitely was not flat, man. And that kind of pissed me off when people would say that. Yeah. And I'll add like
1: you you see different aspects of his personality come out with like more of, like the recruitment uh like missions where like if you finish the quest lines for like you know the sensei with the, the archer sensei or um I'm forgetting the name of the character who lost her like you know family like at the beginning, and you're kind of how help- like you see a very different gen with each of those, and i yeah yeah like,
3: exactly like you know it's it's great yeah, he kind of like bounces his personality off of who he's who he's dealing with almost
0: all right, so. Next, we'll move on to Keanu Reeves as the Johnny Silverhand. And let me tell you, he's pretty high on my list. (laughs) I think that's how he got on here. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we've had a thing with celebrities being in video games before. Like, it's not the first. Probably won't be the last. But uh, Keanu Reeves is a fantastic actor, just like all around. And unlike... I didn't really have a problem with it but I remember like when Mads Mikkelsen won game awards like the best whatever and he's like barely in Death Stranding, and people are like why it's it's because he's famous right Keanu's famous and he is in so much of that game he's literally the main character like you like Keanu and V are about 50/50 the main character in that video game and he's great he's definitely pulls off the the rocker asshole He's got more depth to him once you get farther in the game. Like he is, he is the driving force, and the reason I dropped fifty hours in that game in like two weeks. Isn't like, yo, anytime Johnny Silverhand's talking, I need to stop what I'm doing, listen to what this guy's got to say, and he he pulls that story along, and I think he's fantastic. And I mean, I just Keanu's a likable guy, and he plays an asshole who is a likable guy. I, I'm all about Johnny Silverhand.
1: Yeah, I'm maybe a tad more lukewarm. Like I, I do think Johnny Silverhand's a cool character. I'm a little more lukewarm, like, uh, like performance. Like I think Keanu Reeves does a good job. I think sometimes it's more like the the script, like sometimes he says and does really cool stuff. And then there are times where I'm playing that. And like, I'm like, I feel like I'm seeing another writer who wrote the scene versus the one that I was just in, but I, I like, it. I mean, he's undeniably like, you know, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for. He's got gravity in that game. Right. Like um, undeniably like, so um, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that they included him. Um I, I like the like the mythos behind Johnny Silverhands, and I think sometimes he does a really really good job of kind of like making you feel that right. Like you feel like you're talking to somebody who is like a folk hero, right? When you're interacting with them, so I think he does a good job with that.
3: Yeah, I, the coolest I, jackets I, of all time. Yeah, I I thought he, I thought he did really good. He um definitely uh, like Adam was saying, like whenever he pops up, you know, I I, I tend to stop what I'm doing and listen because you know he, he's either giving you some lore or, you know, he's um, just spewing, spewing, yeah, <laughs> fucking with you or just spewing, <laughs> you know, spewing some shit. Like if you just walk by a, a dude playing a guitar, like he'll just start talking about the dude playing the guitar and stuff. So like, it, it's just inter- getting interesting bits like that from him that I, I I enjoy the most. I haven't, I haven't beaten the game yet, but I've put more than enough time into uh, see my fair share of what he has to offer. And, yeah, I really, really enjoy it. He, uh, like you said, for for Keanu being such a like a lovable guy, it's awesome seeing him be like just a shitbag. But yeah, like l- the first interaction you have with him, you know, everyone knows
0: Johnny Silverhand. He's in your head, whatever. Uh, he's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. He's like, fuck you. I don't give a shit what you got to say. I got shit to do, so you can fuck right off. And it's like, damn, damn Keanu, why you hurt me so bad? But no, he's great. and He's fantastic. Is that, Did they put you in his head before that? Like, you experience his memories yeah you the, the remember
1: you go on stage and stuff or so I feel like that, that sets the tone like that that surprised me and i thought that was a really cool part of the game where like you like your first like time like experiencing johnny silverhand is like you're in control and i was like man i want this gun number one but anyway so
2: for me i mean take this with a grain of salt i played only about 15 hours of the game i'm not done with it so um i think i think uh i think keanu reeves is an average actor i think he's a great Uh, human being i think he's an awesome dude but i don't think he's a top-notch actor um you know when when you're comparing actors on a on a you know performances on on a broad scale i think he's i think he's a he's solid maybe maybe a little bit above average but i don't think he's a great actor by by any means With that said he's an awesome dude. Um, and you can definitely tell, feel his passion in this character for sure um, I do think that the character that Johnny Silverhand the character uh, the way that maybe he's written created is like does more for the character than necessarily his performance as him but um, you know like it, I don't think it's like Keanu, Dree- Keanu Reeves driving that uh, I think he was given a good a good task like a good gig you know um, and 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 he's and he's doing his part in it. So he's doing what I would expect. Um, I think that's what's for me. Such a little bit different than some of the other performances that we've talked about. But um, but he does have obviously he's recognizable. He's definitely more iconic and he, he pops out a lot more, right? And yeah, he's he's kind of a dick sometimes. But then he kind of like you sympathize with him. So um, I don't. I haven't seen the whole story play out. So I might feel differently towards the end um but uh yeah I, I just i swing a little bit more towards the the creating the creating of this character like what went behind the scenes than the performance of it like in the acting piece himself you know just it's so, tad.
0: I, I see what you're saying yeah cyberpunk he's already an established character in cyberpunk lore so that's pretty interesting yeah. bobby do you love keanu reeves not even saying in this game because i know you haven't played it but do you like keanu reeves as an actor is george crazy
4: yeah uh yeah point break uh john wick one through three i mean <laughs> those, john, are don't have, listen, those are great yeah, movies listen yeah where I, he was a i think you guys are mistaken actor. great
1: acting for an actor that knows how to pick the, his roles like he is a smart actor like he knows what movies to be at like i do not think he's a great actor either i'm with george like i think Come he chooses on, his i think he, oh chooses his, he chooses his roles wisely and he knocks that out of the park for what that role demands like and you know arguably that makes him you know a smart actor but not a good actor like
2: you got you got to you got to not confuse how lovable he is with actually his his, his ability. Like, I mean,
1: he's not like Daniel Day Lewis.
2: No, I
0: mean, he's not Shakespeare, but he's very likable, and then he right. does things that work for him. Which to me sounds like a good actor. He's smart. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's smart. He's a smart
2: right. guy, and and I think he's probably one of like. Like if there's like a I don't know, like a just a, a list of people that no one hates, he's on there, right? Like he's on that list, like that everybody loves that guy. No no there's no one that can say anything bad about Keanu Reeves. Um so I think that gets lost in there. But um I think I think his best performance was like hardball. Like that was a that was that was really good. Um but yeah, like speed and stuff like that, like they're entertaining movies, but I mean
0: all right,
1: we, let's not get too far in the weeds. I agree with you now. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah, he's,
0: he's likable and he knows what he does. All right, so last we have uh, Magnus Nielsen, who plays male Ivor in Assassin's oh, Creed yeah. Valhalla. Uh, I've only, pl- well, I can't give away spoilers. I've mostly paid as female Ivor, so I can't speak to him. Yeah, he's thank in certain you. We'll parts kept... of the game. Yeah. Uh, I've played him in the game, though, at certain parts. You guys know, George oh, knows exactly okay. what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, so I guess I'll leave it up to you guys about the male Ivor's performance. I
2: I'll haven't played
1: Chris the game. I, yeah, sure. I'll start. I mean, I, I'm going to keep it super brief. Like he he he's funny when he needs to be funny. He's intense when he needs to be intense. He can be tragic. Like, uh, he's just a fun character. Like overall, to like be in this, like, you know, in the shoes of right. Like, uh, he's somebody that that's that's likable as a as a character. Like, um, I I think he just did a great job bringing the the character to life, and he's one of my favorite characters of of the year. So,
2: yeah. So this is – I'll, I'll try to be brief as well. This is another example of, I think, a guy who who fucking fit a great script and and played it really well. Like they 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 fed off of each other. Like first the, he's Danish, right? I know that Ivor's I technically Norse, right? But like the, the 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 casting for this game is is good. Well, the voice casting they use people that were from that area. Um, this guy has been in Viking shows check him out in the last kingdom just a great job in there as well um, so I've played I finished the game and it, he gets better as it goes on it's the, the way he delivers his speeches when he's like hyping people up um, like like I don't know he, he his word choice again I know this is all scripts but he fucking delivers these things and makes them very very um, like heartfelt as as Abor throughout and uh, as you guys will play the game like he goes through some stuff in that game and has some really really hard times and, and this guy captures it really really well which is interesting because the character that he plays in the, in the show that he's most famous for the last kingdom he's a fucking dick um but uh, so so it so that that adds a little bit more because he's playing a different type of character and doing a great job but the way he sounds the way he enunciates and pronounces his words like it's you guys it sounds like a viking man
0: a quick question for you and this this has nothing to do with the vote um because you played male ivor like through the whole game right yeah uh that that character that you meet in the other map and that follows you around when you do stuff sometimes was that male or female for you
2: which would you which man what character oh a male
0: okay we gotta talk after this anyways so winners (laughs) uh winners of best performance we have laura bailey as our number one she took the award makes plenty of sense uh ashley johnson came in second So there we go. Best performance from ECG 2020. Bobby, how do you feel about those uh, first and second place winners?
4: Uh, That's fine. I I think Laura Bally was the better of the five. Yeah. I agree.
0: Okay. He agrees. I like it. I like it. Fantastic.
4: Was there a side? Is there a side award for (laughs) which one Bobby's going to get the worst mad at. Is that I, that, one, was, sorry, that was a personal word
0: in my head that I was going to see what's going on. Now nah, I'm messing with you. Yeah, it's okay. all good. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next we have a best art direction. Again, nominees from left to right are Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, Last of Us Part Two, and Ori and the Will of the Wisp. So we'll start from left to right. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Now I'll go ahead and start just real quick. I didn't vote for things I didn't play. But this is the one thing that I voted for because I can look at that video game, see it in motion, watch live streams, see videos. A game is fucking pretty. I love the color palette. I love like all the sweeping like valleys of like all the flowers and all the red and like the petal. God, a game is gorgeous. And again, I haven't played it. haven't beat it, but I can definitely say that's pretty game. So that's all I got to say on that one.
1: And, I, you know, I, I love... So I'll weigh in and add... I, I agree with everything you said. The photo mode's great. But I'll, I'll weigh in and add that, like, you could almost have two completely different experiences with this game because Kurosawa mode is fantastic. Like, it's not a half-baked mode. Like, the sound, the the film grain, the black and white. Like, um, I, if I ever were to replay this game, like, I would probably mainline it ish and like play in kurosawa mode just to see what that looks like long term like i flipped back and forth a little bit but i probably only did about 15 percent. but um, that is also just icing on the cake for art direction that was a really really cool uh optional feature
2: yeah that that game is is beautiful i, I think i think you'd have to put like it's, it's between probably the last of us 2 and that game as the the best looking games on the ps4 generation um you know, exclusives, right? Red Dead is obviously there as well. But um, man, I know this this photo mode shit is is kind of like you know, lots of games are incorporating it. That's the one game that I actually started to take pictures because, like, I I need to save this because this looks amazing. And then the fact, the way that you can edit the pictures in photo mode too, like, holy shit, man! Like th- that game just looks beautiful. And like you said, Kurosawa mode, amazing. Like that game, that game was just so clean. Like just the 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 color choices, just beautiful game, and and I played that on the PS4 regular, so I can't imagine what that's like on HDR, 4K, you know, and when that game gets its PS5 upgrade, replay
1: time, man. Very nice, yeah, very nice, is what it looks like.
3: <laughs> yeah, it it's beautiful. Uh, I I echo everything that you guys said. The game was that i've i've never taken pictures in in a photo mode before like i'm it was just it was never my thing and i took so many in in ghost of tsushima and yeah that's just the way that you can you know just tweak it to make it whatever you want uh as far as like color goes you could whatever weather you could add any kinds of effect like it was awesome and and all those different effects that you saw in the photo mode you naturally find in the game too so like it's not like those awesome effects are just there for the photo mode. You you naturally run into all these beautiful things while you're just riding through the game. It's awesome.
0: Bobby, do you play Ghost of Tsushima, by the way? I haven't asked you what you've
4: oh, played. No, no I, I that's where I've been waiting to chime in. I, I haven't played uh, any of these except for The Last of Us 2 in this category. Uh, and the first photo mode I ever did was in Valhalla, uh, and I enjoyed it, but that's only because I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima. I opened it and installed it it's it my award for install game of the year
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we'll move on to the next one on the list uh hades i mean it's a pretty associated cartoon game it's real horny but not in a bad way I, I mean it looks it looks great i mean the art style specifically i think is fantastic character art enemy design it's a real it's a real pretty real pretty game i don't know what you want to do oh Go. yeah
2: I, I felt like i was uh in a live-action comic strip, like a really well-done comic strip, you know, I felt like that kind of style. Um, obviously, you know, comparing a little bit of apples to oranges, it's it is a ish type game. Um, but I mean, there's a lot. In some ways, that could be harder too. You're drawing things from imagination from scratch, you know. So coming up with concepts. So um, yeah, it's it's a real pretty game. It's it's, it's well done. A um, lot of customization. A lot of different. Things that you can move and change in it as well. The different areas look really nice. Um, yeah, really pretty game. Really pretty game for what it is.
3: But, I really yeah, think- I I think oh. that game is is and I'll, I'll be super quick because I I haven't played too much of it. Um, I think the the yacht style fit, like fits the style that that game is perfectly. And like I don't think the game would have worked if they like made it 3D or anything like that. Um, so I think yeah the the whole yeah i I'm, I'm i don't know the game's good looking
1: so yeah i agree with everything you guys have uh said and i i think like you know i'll just add like the i'm a huge fan of, of greek mythology like you can see like behind me i've got some harry uh figurines that are um you know uh nice uh figurines from uh one of the sinbad movies and uh like i love their interpretation of greek mythology the way that the gods all look the weapons um even just walking around, you know, the main hub, like um, all just really fantastic. And they, they picked a style and they embraced the hell out of it. Like there is like no compromise there. Like you could tell like that was something they had a very strong vision for. And I think they executed beautifully.
0: Okay. All right. So next up we have Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I'll say for me was a late addition to the list. I believe me and Zach started at the same time at the end of the year, like, a day or two before Christmas. And I was like, holy shit, this game is good. Uh, and again, it's another... Man, Greek was a big thing this year. It is very cartoony. Again, it is... People, compared to Breath of the Wild, yeah, like a lot. But it's, it's so pretty. Each, you know, each part of the map is uh, very specifically designed around not just a Greek god, but also like a theme. So uh, it's like, oh, there's uh, automatons in this area. So everything's brown and brass and a lot of circles and gears. And uh, it's a great looking game. Um, characters are real cool and cartoony i i think it yeah it's it 's very v- bright and vibrant in a 3 d world and I, I think it looks really cool
3: yeah i I echo that sentiment entirely i think the game caught me way off i way off guard for how like good looking it is right so i going into it like we saw this game and everything, and I was like, oh yeah, it looks pretty, but man playing it's like a whole a whole different thing man the color palette like like Adam was saying it's so vibrant and in you know the characters are all um, uh, cartoony and everything which is awesome and all the different creatures stand out and everything in their own way and I feel like the um, the uh, um, as Chris was saying for the way that the gods and everything look in, in that game like I, I think the way that they did it in this game too was was awesome because you know the it's the game obviously doesn't take itself too seriously so like that's echoed in in i feel like more than just a story and everything and the the whole palette for the game is just gorgeous
0: and typhon is probably my favorite looking bad guy of the year that yeah he's a fucking terror monster he's awesome
3: and his voice is killer too
1: didn't play this so i can only comment on what i've seen from trailers and stuff but i, I like the art style i think it's it's cool i uh i can see just kind of like you with ghost of tsushima adam i i can see as an outsider looking in like why it's nominated and have zero problems with it. And it looks, looks like a, a pretty game in its own way.
2: I don't see shit, but uh, <laughs> I, the game, the game's trailer and it leading up to it, it's done nothing for me. However, you guys talking about it the way that you are, I think I'm going to have to pick it up at some point and give it a shot. Cause I, I loved Breath of the Wild and I think Adam, you didn't like Breath of the Wild, right? No, um, not, not, not that much at all. Zach, did you? You didn't. So hated
3: it really. I don't know,
2: but at the same time, you guys also, you know, picked Sonic Two over the Ocarina of Time. So, gotta take that with Ooh. a grain of salt as well. But I think it's like thirty bucks now, man, and that seems like a, a great price for a next gen game. So, might have to um, look into that for sure.
3: It is easily worth that price. Like if you were questioning the sixty, it is easily worth thirty. But it's no, yeah, it's 62.
2: it's it's a it's an issue with time right now. I just finished Valhalla. I still have to play Cyberpunk and Demon's Souls, so it Makes is. Sense. Uh, but I think I will pick it up because I I like Breath of the Wild a lot. Um, so if it's
3: I mean, if you like Breath of the Wild, you like you' you'll definitely like this.
4: Yeah, fair enough. I bought it. It comes on Saturday. Oh, it's good. And you I bought, gotta, I bought yeah. Hades on uh, Steam sale last week. I so. wish I wish I lived right next to Bobby, man. You I can't wait to
3: game. put it on his shelf. You can borrow <laughs> it
4: anytime, yeah. It'll seem brand new. It's like Gamefly.
3: <laughs>
0: Wild. All right. So, Bobby, I do want to go to you for this one because this yeah. is the game you have played this year. How do you feel about yeah. the art direction, specifically in The Last of Us? How do, you, how do you think it looks and feels to be in that world, I suppose? <sighs> uh it
4: it it helped it stay a six out of ten um I, I will honestly say uh it it was good but it wasn't uh for some reason it didn't it wasn't as good as the first game uh just like a lot of other things but uh it seemed like the uh even playing on p s four pro uh it didn't seem honestly too different at points uh but it it was good uh i don't I don't like to talk too much about it because still think the game's sick.
3: Yeah, you fucking crazy because that game is so good looking. That's what
0: I do want to ask because everything on this list, again, I'm kind of agreeing with Bobby, not really, a little bit. Everything on this list,
4: direction, it's different. Yes, everything's very
0: stylized on here, and this is very just like it. It's a it's a game in the real world. So, like, what
3: sets it apart that it got on the list? What it's the attention to detail and everything, the way that they're able to capture, like if somebody walks into a room and sees these characters on TV, you could almost be like, Jesus Christ, I thought you were watching a movie because it just looks that good. And you, every, every environment you go in is so richly detailed and incredible And the way that like sweat will go down people's faces and stuff. And and, like little itty bitty details like that are just scattered all throughout this world. And, and the intricacies of all that. And it's, and it's gorgeous too. Like the environments are incredibly gorgeous. The character models are obviously incredibly, incredibly gorgeous. It's, it's, it's... I think it's how they handle like the
1: post-apocalypse, right? Like, like not only are they making environments that are like grounded, but like they're environments that none of us have ever actually seen before. But yet they feel incredibly true, like like accurate, like photo accurate, right? Like we've never walked through a post-apocalyptic landscape, but I feel like I have, you know, like um, just from. How, the, how everything is, is designed, so um I think that's worth mentioning as well
2: there like yeah, I think the fact that this is a game where it's like you know real life type you know um figures um and it's still being it's still being so impressive is like what's so good about this like it's it's attention to detail like zach said like i I don't think any game. That I've ever played has this much attention to detail and what's a linear game right like I know like Red Dead and stuff like that looked really good. This is like a pretty relatively linear game and you can sit there and just look at the little nuances like things like your footsteps in the your footprints in the snow Um, or when you're walking through like um, like some little brooks there where there's water and stuff running running through the, the rocks and each rock seems to be like its own individual thing where like if you know you walk it and you kick it and it moves individually it's not like a pack of things together like it's so it's so like at a almost like a micro level um everything in there is like its own thing like everything was carefully like put together built, designed um and there's no filler in there in any of the design functions or any of the um the the visuals in that game there's nothing in there that's just kind of like cheap done half-assed everything in there seems like it's um like carefully meticulously put there and designed so um
3: we include sound design in that too like it's like because the sound design in the game is absolutely sounds sound is an art it's fine art right
1: (laughs) i think most people usually consider art direction visual
3: generalized is what the problem yeah but uh yeah, I'm fine with you know. Yeah, regardless, yeah, I I think it, it it more than deserves its place on the list. Yep. Cool. All right. So the winner of best art direction. Oh no, we EC- didn't talk
1: about the final game.
3: Oh yeah, you're right. Good lord. Or in
0: the will of the wisp, everybody. Oh yeah, no, this game is absolutely gorgeous. Play this game in 6K, play at 120 frames a second. It looks like a velvet painting from a god. God, the colors are so pretty. It's so fluid and so vibrant. Uh, it looks fantastic
1: it's probably i don't remember where i put it on my list but it's high up there it, it's real good yeah i need to probably replay it on my pc so i can get the high frame rate because i don't have a 120 hertz tv unfortunately i wish i did but uh yeah i mean it's it, it's such a distinct feeling world like not just in you know the way that things look but like the way that creatures move the way that um, the environments kind of loop in on themselves like it's a it's a Metroidvania that you know feels breathtaking like around every corner like I um I absolutely adored this game in so many different ways but I think like um both the original and you know this game as an evolution do a fantastic job creating something that feels wholly unique right like it, it feels like an alien planet um and uh, the sense of discovery is just wonderful absolutely okay so now I'll
0: give the winner and just jumping the gun over here. Winner for Best Art Direction from ECG Game of the Year 2020 is Ghost of Tsushima, with second place runner-up being Ori and the Will of the Wisps.
1: Very nice. Perfect. Man,
3: yeah. I, I feel like you really just couldn't go wrong with any, any one of those. Only one of them. <laughs> Bobby's
0: talking about Immortals because he hates it. No, anyways, next <laughs> up. I hate have, it how long it's taken to
4: get it. I ordered it like three weeks ago.
0: Why do you care? I, 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 if there's one person who
2: should not care about how long it takes was to get New
4: Year's resolution, I've been playing games. I've been playing Bahala. I've been playing Demon Souls. What? Uh, I'm happy for uh, you, AstroBots. I've been everything. Wow. And I hate Demon Souls. Like I, I want to punch every developer in the face. But I've been playing it. Because you should have seen my, Chris's stream New on New Monday. Resolution.
2: He also wanted to punch things in the face. Well, I wanted to punch <laughs> Sony in the face
4: that day because so they many things corrupted my external hard drive. But yeah, so many things. But yeah.
0: all, right, all right. So, <laughs> best narrative again, going left from right for the nominees. We have Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Ghost oh, of Tsushima, Hades, mortals Immortals, Phoenix Rising, and then Last of Us Part Two. And again, I I'm an idiot. I didn't copy over. But narrative, I believe, was direction. <laughs> it's like story, and then like, fuck. Can someone pull up that <laughs> that thing I sent you?
1: Yeah, because narrative
0: it, also has to do with. I believe it was like story, and then so i have it storytelling or narrative, narrative you, feel you feel was best, best. there you go storytelling and narrative because i think there's one of these is specifically is based on storytelling um but anyways we'll get to it cyberpunk 2077 uh it's it's a again it's it's driven by keanu and then of course v but for me i think it was mostly storytelling because every character every main character in this game is fantastic i literally am in love with everybody mostly everybody in the game, except for Mark Henry. He's a bitch at the very beginning of the game. Mark, uh, Henry. He looks just like Mark. Henry. Uh, fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> I cannot see it. No.
0: That's him for sure. But no, for me, it's, it's the, the overall story is very interesting. It's, it's very sci-fi futuristic, like corporations are evil, that kind of a thing. That's all fine. But it's, for me, it's the characters like Pan Am is the greatest woman in human history. Um, <laughs> Like everybody, everybody you meet is fantastic. They all have the great stories and that's what draws you into a world. Like we were talking about it earlier and I was like, Hey, don't get caught up doing just like a random police thing. Like do the stories when people call you and like, talk to these characters, meet these characters. And for me, that, that is the best part of the game is like, I love everybody and they keep me interested in the world. And then the main narrative is also, it, it, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a sci-fi story that, you know, there's some differences like soul killer and stuff. That's actually really cool and interesting and different. But for me, it's mostly the characters and a little bit of the main story, but everyone's so cool. Love it.
1: Yeah. Narrative is probably where I would say this game probably shines most. Like we'll get to it a little bit later. I have a lot of reservations about cyberpunk still. Um, but I will say that like the main quest and especially the side quest um, are where the game you know shines where you can really see that cd project red magic even in kind of a rougher state of the game like it shines through like um you know it it is an interesting story it is an interesting world the characters are fantastic my favorite character i won't spoil like it's somebody i don't feel like i got to spend nearly enough time with but um you know like so far. He's been mind. out
2: for a while.
0: Jackie.
1: Yeah, fucking Jackie's great. <laughs> I love Jackie so much. I really wish, man, you know, I I get that they had to get impact in the beginning of the game, but um anyway. That's a
2: great character. Yeah. For me uh just typically like here so I think the I think the narrative is very good in that game. Storytelling I don't know. I, I'm, again, I haven't played enough of it. I think the character development is pretty good. So far, the characters I've met, I've loved most of them. Um, the issue that I have is an issue that also reminds me a little bit of Destiny. Granted, I'm a notorious cutscene skipper in that game. But so much of the lore in that game needs to be read through, like, you know, the little data pads, the journal. I get it. It's like a, it's a whole new world. They're creating it from scratch but there is They're way not, too much
1: it's, it's a, that, like, it comes from a tabletop game so it's a
2: right, pro- right 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 i get it you know but like it, there's there's a lot to it but there's so much in that game that needs to that you have to like imagine it and read it on those data pads things though what, what are they called again i forgot those
3: little
1: shards charts
2: like there is so much and they are so long and you know i i think of myself in that regard when it comes to reading shit in games probably more along the average than super hardcore into lore and like you need to be able to capture my attention and i I read some of them but there's so much there's so much text in some of those things and there's too many of them and they fill in a lot of stuff if you want to know about it but i wish i wish there was more of a cliff notes version of a way to get myself more assimilated with the backstory of the world than to have to read all those things that's that's i think the, the knock on it for me but, but the world, the, the narrative, the lore is very interesting. I just wish more of it could be shown visually or, you know, audio wise than, than having to read so much of it.
4: That's fair.
3: Yeah, I, I love the story in this game. I love the characters in the game. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoy going from yellow exclamation point to yellow exclamation point and just, you know, you're clearing them out because, you know, I, I, I love running into characters who you don't know are going to end up popping up later on in the game and stuff. And, and they'll, you know, reference some, uh, you know, past missions and everything or, or what you did for them, or they'll give you some sort of reward later down the line that you wouldn't have gotten if you didn't do certain things. And obviously, uh, like you guys said, the characters are s- so well written and uh, so well acted that uh they really you know make you connect with them well and you know the i i think the story um you know really cool i i i'm not going through the story and thinking ah oh, man seen this before or you know this is you know this is boring i you know not not what i want from this or something like that like i've you know i'm, I'm impre- impressed with the story um and in the world in general. Um, But, you know, like, like George was saying, the man, they got to figure out a way to give you, yeah, lore without having to stop and read stuff all the time. Cause it's brutal and it's horrible. And, and and I've read a lot of them and, you know, I, I listen to a lot of conversations in the world and everything. When you see the blue blurbs popping up above people and, and you get a lot of interesting stuff, but it's, it's, it takes time out of like the game. Like you got to stop to get that stuff. And, you know that's what's disappointing. But so uh, Mass
1: Effect did the same thing with the Codex, but they you could completely skip that and have a great idea of what that world is. The Codex, was yeah. Like, if you want to go deeper, here here's where you can go deeper. Like, however, like if you don't want to bother, like you have a very clear sense by just interactions of like what that world is all about. So yeah, definitely. I, I would it, like to see a little bit more of that from Cyberpunk.
0: Yeah i would say that also, there are characters that eventually do that i mean it yeah. might take too long to the game that you haven't got there but there's there like oh here's what's going on and here's what this means and here's what this means so yeah. it's there
2: you can yeah. you can also like very easily inference and like assume what happened in the past based off of like the present characters actions and their emotions like some of the some of the like the first contact wars and and some of the like the the, the, the genophage or whatever the thing <laughs> happened like you could see the effects of that in the characters now without having to know everything that happened to it. So yeah, I'm someone who didn't read Jack shit. Not Mass Effect my favorite game. Um, and I felt like I knew everything about that game. So that's a really good example of a game that did it well. Um, and this, is, this could learn a little bit from that for sure.
3: OK. Uh, next up, Ghost of Shusima. I haven't beaten it yet. All right, I'll
1: steer, I'll steer clear <laughs> then.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, stay away from spoilers. Um, Major Wait, so hold on let me talk about up to where i got yeah. well, adam's Him. gonna
1: eventually play too so i would try not to be like too crazy
3: but yeah so all right so i'm literally in, know I'm, what happens oh okay well, i'm in go. the i'm i'm on the second portion of the island still so i i haven't seen anything past that um okay. i was just trying to go around and clear out as many of the uh side missions as i could before i advanced the main storyline. Oh, I, I emptied that map. Like, there was not a single left on the
1: map one.
2: We'll say, um, so for me, this is, a, this is why I thought this was interesting that Adam put storytelling or narrative, right? Because I think the narrative of this game is nothing special, nothing to run Like, it's, you know, it, it's, it seems like a generic story, story, but the way they tell the story, the storytelling of this game... I think is phenomenal right that's that's when you're incorporating the writing the acting um like how everything kind of unfolds but the actual overarching story is isn't something that we haven't seen before um uh, uh, maybe apart from that final twist thing uh, battle at the end that you, you don't quite see coming that was that was really impactful for sure i won't spoil that for zach because it was pretty awesome um but like kind of you know the, the, the thing with coat Khan and all that stuff even the struggle that he has with himself that is a little bit generic, but the way that it's told is awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's put together in such a great way um, that they're giving us a fairly tropey, previously used story, but delivering it in a way that, that works, right? Uh, think of like, think the Mandalorian, right? The Mandalorian is full of tropes, right? It's full of cliches and things that are used in Westerns and other movies, but the, but the way that they do it, they do it right. Um, and that's and that's kind of how I see Ghost of Tsushima. I, I love the journey. Um, everybody that that Jin interacted with, the character development in that game is awesome. The cast is awesome, um, and how everybody was incorporated. Um, and how you I thought the the spacing was very good too. Like the, sorry, the pacing was very good too. Like how you couldn't like learn too too much about each of those characters. Like it, you know, kind of spaced them out. You had to progress a little bit in the story to learn more about them. That was really really cool it had a bunch of stories that were ongoing and they all kind of wrapped up together towards the end Uh, great great storytelling even if the narrative isn't so original
1: yep i agree all all around Um, i think it's in uh, in a lot of ways incredibly generic and like by the by the numbers but um like george said it's it's how they piece that together and i think that you know holds true for the next nominee as well like that you know makes it really stand out Um, I think that uh, I'll add uh, even though they're little bit moments like something as small as a collectible or like dot on the map like the springs or the haikus that you write add to the story of, of Jin Sakai and I think that was something very smart that they did as well. Is that like they gave not only a purpose mechanically for to do those things, but also you get insight into who he is. So um, yeah, there's just a lot of really tiny great moments that add up to a, a much bigger picture for me for that game.
0: All right. Yeah. Then moving on, we have Hades, which for me, the, it's the way that they, again, the actual story itself, I think's it's pretty good. I think the most impressive thing about Hades is that they tell a narrative through the roguelike gameplay it's like you're gonna die you're gonna get a certain far certain things are gonna kill you and this is all gonna come back around and then you beating a run is also part of the story and it's gonna come back around it's very interesting and impressive and even if you beat that game on your first run i watched a speedrunner do it the story still goes around the fact that you were able to do that i think it's very creative and impressive how they turned
1: a gameplay mechanic into telling their story something that could be frustrating right failure and death like I never once got mad about, like, uh, because I knew that when I came back around to the, the main hall, I was going to get equipped, you know, from from Hades, I was going to have a conversation with Achilles to learn a little bit more about what was going on. I was going to flirt with Meg like, you know, they they made failure in a roguelite interesting. Uh, where you felt like you were getting a slice of the story. Like you weren't being gated from the story. You were actually getting more of the story by failing and dying, which was great. You also get more of it by, you know, succeeding. Um, I think this is the best designed roguelite of all time, in my opinion. I think like they balance difficulty with, you know, some permanent progression in a way that's interesting. And, uh, you know, I, the, the cast is, is great. All the gods, like I loved you know, having the gods argue with each other when I, you know, picked two different boons and you had to hash it out. I love flirting with Meg. Like, you know, there's so many things in the game that um, contribute to, you know, the mood and how they, like, how the narrative works that's outside of the traditional storytelling. And I think that's specifically why I like the game. It was was being told a story in a way that was unexpected and, you know, pretty much always delighted me. So,
2: I, um, yeah, I I think... Adam props, because you, you, you put it perfectly, like using the gameplay's mechanics to tell the story that's fucking unique. And, and that storytelling that I haven't seen before, granted, I've never played a roguelike game before this one. Um, you know, so I don't know. I feel like this one might've set the bar too high, but, um, but yeah, to you, to incorporate gameplay mechanics into telling the story, um, you know, cause even if like you look at some of the other games where you die, rinse and repeat, you have to die a lot of times before you progress I don't think any, even a game like Sekiro does that shit, right? Like, or you're not really progressing with the story by losing and failing and coming up short. So um, I thought that's, that's incredibly unique if the narrative isn't anything to, to write home about, but a uh, very, very unique game in its storytelling. Um, and by the time you start beating the game consistently, you do have an attachment to all the different characters involved. And and for a game that looks so simple in so regards to still kind of tug on your heartstrings, you start to really feel for Zagreus and what he's like searching for. Um, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool, man. Really unique.
0: Sure. All right. Next we have uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. For me, mean, we'll, we'll talk to Zach in a second. Uh, it is, this is all storytelling. The fact that it's Prometheus and Zeus telling a story. And you're playing through it and it's jokes 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 but they're good like i think the game's humor spot on um and that's the, the you know like the the bones that they build the body of the story on and i think it's great like there, a really good joke is like when you're trying to get aphrodite back to life because something happens or not back to life whatever you're trying to get aphrodite back and they're like you got to put a pearl in the ocean and he was like, oh, you know that in that original story, that wasn't actually a pearl. He's like, yeah, man, he fought Kronos in a pro," And he starts whispering, he's like, testicles, his, his balls. Da-da-da. And he's like, oh, shit. And then it's like, it's funny. Like they make a joke about Greek mythology about Kronos getting his balls cut off so Aphrodite could be alive. But they make it funny. It's, I, I think it's really good. And it's just constant, nonstop throughout the game. They just go and go and go at it. And I, I think it's really good.
3: Yeah, I agree 100%. The comedy is where the game shines. And, you know, usually, you know, it would. I feel like games that, you know, come on strong with comedy in the beginning tend to overstay their welcome. But man, the game just keeps delivering and delivering when it comes to the comedy, and yeah, it's awesome. From the the, the main character to Zeus, um, in, um, Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah, I couldn't. I was all I could think of was Poseidon, and I was like, that's not it. Um yeah man, they, they kill it, man. Those two their banter back and forth is is just so good. and to have that to have that uh, pretty much in the background your entire way through the game is awesome but but the story itself, you know it, it is pretty cool, and the game doesn't take itself seriously, which is awesome, so they're able to build on uh, that. Um, you know the characters will do outlandish things or say um, outlandish things you know like almost like fourth wall breaking type deal and it's it's just it's it's super good it's it's my favorite um ubisoft open world game to come out in a long time and i didn't think it was going to be that because um i'm I'm a big fan of assassin's creed um three but origins kind of pulled me back in um, for the for that series, and I origins was awesome, but yeah, this game just the way they built their world the way each environment looks different, the way that you know uh, yeah they tell their story and everything I just yeah they killed it absolutely all right, moving on to the last game nominee last was part two go everybody else but me um all right, so if we 're talking about narrative, this top notch uh, for me, top-notch storytelling. I, the way that they, th- this played out from beginning to end, uh, I thought was was brilliant. Um, we already talked about you know the character development and the way that that plays out over the story is just absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, nothing that you know hasn't been said uh, about the game, but the way that they managed to interweave the the storylines and everything is is so smart and it's just the Na- naughty dog does it better than anyone when it comes to story driven uh, narrative uh you know linear games all right all right all right all right
2: i'm going to get in there and i'm going to i'm going to put bobby on my backpack a little bit a little bit um so thank you this is a this is a really tough game for me um uh, because I think it's important. I know there's a lot of criticism for this game. Thank you, Bobby. But Bobby's not alone. But you have to be able to decipher between quality storytelling. Like, is it good, and whether you liked it or not. You know, like I think. think, Oh, oh, I think that's the problem that people had. Like, I don't think anybody. Like, if you think that this is bad, like, I think you're crazy. If you just didn't like how the story went, that's something else. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you if you don't like how the story unfolded, like that's a preference thing. But you can't necessarily that to say that the storytelling in the game and all that is bad. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, I I'm in that camp where I don't like what happened to Ellie's character. But to say that the game is bad, that the storytelling is bad, that the narrative is bad, like that's that's insane. It's it's, it's not. I just don't like how it unfolded it's not the way that i would have wanted it to go you know what i'm saying so um that's that's the issue it's not a bad game the the storytelling is great i mean again like i said before the fact that it could get such wide range of emotions from people is a testament to the story that they put together and the narrative it put together which is good um i just my my biggest concern with the game what i don't like is like is I don't want to be dramatic, but it's, it's a little bit of a character assassination of Ellie, right? That she becomes, like, almost horrible, depending on how you look at it, right? Like, she almost becomes the villain in this game, a character that was so beloved in the first game. Um, but the way they do that is good, like, you know, because the fact that I think that she becomes borderline villain, that is, a, that is a testament to good storytelling. I just hate that she became kind of like a villain, you know? Uh, and she kind of redeems herself at the end. But she becomes no worse than anybody else in that, in that world. You know, that's kind of what that world did to everybody. So, again, the storytelling, storytelling and narrative, I think, is good. I think it's great, even. Um, but, I, you know, I think me, when I'm assessing it, I can separate that from the fact that I didn't like how it went. You know, I just, I just did wish it didn't go that way. So I hope that's a fair assessment of it. But it's not a bad game, and it's not a bad story of any by any means. I think they're both
1: great. <laughs> so i i saw this favorably uh compared to godfather part two um prior to getting my hands on it and i kind of had that in the back of my mind as i played it i think that's the perfect comparison for this game where for some people it eclipses the original most people prefer the original but there's a small group of people that feel like it eclipses the original you have the simultaneous storytelling that you have in godfather part two where you know you uh you're getting um laura bailey's or uh i don't know why i use her real name you're getting uh ellie's story at the same time that you're getting abby's you know or it's kind of g- cutting back and forth i should say and you know this has a, a slightly more a beat ending than godfather part two does but not by much like there's a sliver of hope but it's pretty damn small and i think that uh you know in my eyes like it is a, is not the story that i necessarily wanted when i went into it but i'm i think it's what they gave me was better than what i wanted i just didn't know like how it was going to go and like by the time i got to the to the credits like i was was just stunned and flabbergasted um you know it wasn't a pleasant experience at times but i think that they told a phenomenal story it's it's like watching a near perfect 40 hour movie in my opinion you know where there's twists and turns like the suspense was there um th- the emotion the elation you know uh at times followed by like just heart crushing moments like it's uh it's phenomenal it is it is the godfather part two of games for me and that i prefer it over the first i think like in terms of like I think it's the better, I should say, out of the two games. Um, I think one is more fun to play for Last of Us, and just like I think, like I can rewatch Godfather One more, um, but I think Part Two is the better of the, the two entries.
2: Adam, you you didn't play it, right? No, I did not. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't
0: know. I already know what happens. Okay,
2: yeah, like it's just uh, to kind of add a little bit to that. It's 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 you're right, it, you're right, and everywhere. I just hate that basically at the end Ellie is locked. You- except for that little sliver of her humanity that she gets back at the end she loses everything like she's left with nothing you know she basically you know with her own rage and she throws away everything you know which is is so sad coming from the you know the one who was willing to you know sacrifice everything in the first one all that you know that's that's the the, the tough thing of what ellie turned into is so was so hard to see i didn't want to see that shit man but uh well, but they did like Michael good job. Corleone,
1: you know, and The yeah. Godfather too sitting on his chair in front of the lake. You know, Fredo's dead. His wife's left him. Like I think, like oil is.
3: No, I'm just Godfather. kidding. You haven't seen Godfather Part <laughs> I got nothing to say to you. I'm sorry.
0: Like Vader's Luke's father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like,
2: I was just getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. Now so I do have a
0: the... I do have a question because I, 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 I stepped away for a second. Has everyone talked to for Bobby?
2: Yeah, it's Bobby's
4: turn
0: now. Okay, Bobby. So I have two questions for you. Sure. Um, was your problem with Last of Us Part Two the story?
4: In a way, yes. Only because I felt like it should have been more of a uh, – I kind of have a side of George, too, where I felt like it should have been like a Claire Leon, like Resident Evil-like type, like two different stories. I didn't like that Like in the middle I had to start over as someone new. Uh, for someone who likes collectibles and uh, up in your weapons and stuff and then get that far. And then all of a sudden it switches sides and you're so, uh, it's just that, that big, it kind of was like two different games. I felt like the story was two different games. And then at the end, the conclusion was like, what the hell did I just do? Uh, because I played three different games at this point. Cause now you just left to feel like crap after the game and no, no resolution. But I, uh, yeah, that, that was, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I know Bobby's been saying 6 out of 10 and we give him a hard time or whatever. Mm. But Bobby's actual problem with the game, like George kind of just said it, it's like people don't like the way the narrative was structured, yeah. which I, I, I wanted to hear Bobby's actual reason why he didn't like it. And it makes sense. Now, does that bother me? I mean, I haven't played the game. Would it bother me? I don't know. I would hate to play the game for 20 hours and then backtrack and then do it again if you didn't like that character. Like, if you didn't like Abby, it's like, oh, shit, now I have to play her for another 20 hours. I could see people having a problem with certain people. Not everybody. You know, Chris, you can like it and George can have problems with it. And Bobby cannot like it at all. Like, it's fine. But I could see – it seemed like the story was the, the problem people had with it. So I just wanted to see everyone's perspective from you, you know could, all these people who played it. differently.
2: You, you could think Star Wars a little bit, right? Like Force, the the new tri- the sequel trilogy, right? I think Force Awakens is pretty. Everyone pretty agreed that it was pretty solid. The Last Jedi is where it started to get a little bit like some people like I think Last Jedi was a good movie, but I hated how the story unfolded. You know, like I I hated how the story unfolded. Um, and then okay, we can all agree that the that the last one with Rise of Skywalker was fucking
1: uh
4: yes <laughs> yeah like we won't talk about that spoil it. i don't spoil i haven't watched the last three oh, uh, okay okay no yeah. No spoilers it's, but yeah. it's
1: so so it's not bad it's just so so and it, it, it's 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 clear.
3: all like it's like a fan fiction almost yeah it's yeah, crazy, I, like the christmas special. no not no no, no no No.
2: not, not to that's not to a derail too much but like i feel like the the middle movie the 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 last jedi that's a good example i think it was a solid movie but the a lot of the the debate came because they didn't like how the story started to unfold and it, and and that it just becomes a preference thing and i think that's okay it's a valid reason to downscore the game right like if you if you don't like how the story went like that's fine um, but i just think we got to be careful when we're saying that it's a shit game because of that you know like i don't like yeah. the story it's not my cup of tea um, but you can't people need to
3: it. slap that imo on there
2: <laughs> I, yeah
3: exactly <laughs>
2: you can't you can't knock that this game is is Gameplay-wise, mechanically better than the first in every game. And I I agree with Bobby. Like, I felt like once we got to that middle point where it did the switch, like, I was content. Like, I didn't need that, you know, I wasn't ready to go and do that. I just wanted – I thought we were getting near the end. But the reason why I didn't give it shit for that was because they also gave you a game that was twice as long as the first one. So they did give you two games in one in one package one price so um so i thought that was okay it was unique it, it i think it hurt the pace a little bit personally for me personally but,
3: but it did, they did but the yeah. same thing in the first one though when you had to switch up to it wasn't to for Ellie. that
2: long though you didn't you didn't it wasn't half the game you know no no I,
3: definitely not yeah. but in terms of like randomly just changing up the pace yeah, of the yeah. game and all yeah that, but you yeah.
4: didn't you didn't like and they to, were together you get a new it gun to- and upgrade your characters and abilities and i, I will say to add to the whole character
2: assassination, like Abby was way better to play than Ellie. She had all the cool shit. I mean, yeah. she could fucking she could fucking ragdoll the 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 zombies and stuff like that, you know. So whatever they're called in the game, I forget. Clickers, um, clickers. But <laughs> you just fucking punch them in the face and shit. But um, I, I thought didn't I, they call I it something fun.
3: different.
4: Didn't Didn't the other group yeah, call I don't, I don't know different? what they call like the normal. Yeah, I can't I remember.
2: Yeah, I, I forgot what the what the names were for them. But but yeah, I felt like Abby's gameplay was even more fun like she had a, a bunch of more cool weapons she was a badass and that's just kind of what made it like damn you gave her all the cool stuff too man like
3: of <laughs> <laughs> big daddy damn you give him all the easy ones
4: yeah <laughs>
0: yes yes, yes, right. yes. yeah but, i just like to def- defend my boy bobby and i think he has so
4: yeah whatever. i mean i i like i said i i've gotten messages and stuff online and dms and, and things for my complaints about it i have no problems with with anything, uh the other stuff that was in there, that part of the story doesn't bother me. I'm glad that people have a voice. Uh, I I appreciated those parts with Lem and everything, but I that didn't hurt the story for me as much as I'm playing two different games uh
3: al- at the same time. I also love the use of violence in in the game as as like, you know, horrible as that sounds but <laughs> Violence is, is, it's such a part of this world, right? Like people getting their arms smashed in with hammers and stuff like that. Like this world is brutal, man, but it fits. And it lets you know like that this world just does not fuck around.
2: This game, I will tell you, this game does not glorify. Like, you look at The Walking Dead and everyone, and people who fans of that show are like, oh, man, I can't wait for the zombie apocalypse. I'm ready. This this game shows you that that shit will not be fun. Like, that will not be a pleasant experience if something were like that were to ever happen. Like, that's a... I think that's one of the more accurate games of what it would look like. You know, people killing each other, people like destroying themselves. Human- humanity's biggest threat isn't the zombie clickers or whatever. It's humanity, you know, and that's, uh, that's, that's a good parallel to real life right now um, or in general. But um, I think they do a good job of that as well. Not, not glorifying what, what, what living in that would, would be like. So, again, good storytelling, good narrative, even if it's not not the way I would have wanted to go down
0: All right, ECG's winner, Game of the Year, Best Narrative, 2020, Last of Us Part Two came in first place. Tied for second place was Ghost of Tsushima and Hades, and then one point below that was Cyberpunk. I only want to point this out this far in because they were all very close to each other. Um, So, yeah, Last of Us, number one, Ghost and Hades, tied for two, Cyberpunk. Who
4: all voted? Is that just from sending in the list? Yeah, it's just from the list. From the people who actually sent the list. I was gonna say I didn't send the list to him.
2: I so know you never a sent a list. Way. I gave yeah. you a list three weeks ago. So, so, it might have so been. Bobby's so just swing vote. So just to let you know, Bobby, because I know they wouldn't have been in your top five. The only
4: reason The Last of Us won is because you didn't vote. It's your fault. Hey, I hey, uh, people love it. I it's just not for me. I didn't win. I'm, I'm, totally I'm fine, not man. mad. I I'm mad at one game of the year over Goats because I think Ghosts was a better game. But uh, I.
2: Yeah. yeah. All yeah, right. I agree with
0: that. We're going to move on. Best Indie, Going from left to right. By the way, this talking about voting. Uh, yeah, I know. We shouldn't even bother. But talking about voting, shout out to Zach because I think Zach got like three games in here. Uh, anyways. Hey, okay. Yeah, that's what I like to yeah. um, oh, My voting was a little off. George literally <laughs> voted for the same game in the top four spots. Anyways. We have. Yeah, just
4: to say, I didn't send in my list because I didn't play like half the games. Yeah, so I fair. did want to put things on there that 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 i was just throwing on there throw them on there so
0: yeah i got you Bob. i just wanted you here regardless uh, oh, okay. all I right so, here. thank you guys i know i appreciate it all right so left to right we have deep rock galactic we have fall guys hades risk of rain 2 and tetris effect connected so i guess let's start from left to right uh zach tell us what's <laughs> up with uh deep rock galactic
3: i actually have played this game i think it's a good time cool yeah Deep Deep Rock's awesome, man. It, it kind of just caught me way off guard. I, I went into it because it was on Game Pass. And, um, you know, I, I, I've seen a little bit of it because it was in um, preview, I think, on PC already before. So, like, I, it's been kicking around for a little bit. Yeah, it came in, and, and I, I played it with my buddy, and it it was, like, just, like, great, like, mindless co-op fun. Like, you go in, they drop you into procedurally generated um, caves and you know there's four different dwarves I believe and each one's got a different role so you can uh, you go in and you uh, are given an objective you know whether it's you know go mine a certain amount of this type of thing or go and escort this thing to this location but the mines are always different so you know each each run is different and you got creatures that'll come after you and everything so each guy's got their own unique weapons and all that and uh, it kind of gives you a, like a, a Left for Dead-esque vibe, you know, where you, you, you get dropped in. You got to go point A to point B or do an objective. And uh, with just, you know, swarms of enemies coming at you, the, the announcer guy will, you know, let you know that swarms are coming and everything so you can regroup with your team and all that. And, yeah, and it just – it's just – fun uh, a game where you want to just throw it on you don't have to worry about you know story or anything you can talk with your buddies over all the dialogue because it doesn't really mean anything and it's just a, a, a really good time
0: yep uh, it's uh minecraft mixed with left 4 dead i think it's a good time all right going on fall guys which was on a lot of list i'll let you guys take this away i played it in early access on pc i was like this is cool and i never played it again uh, i still think it's very good but i'll let you guys take the floor because you guys play fall guys way more than me
1: yeah my love for this has totally been renewed by the winter event like i played the hell out of it over the summer when it launched you know initially and uh i gotta say the thing i'm most impressed with MediaTonic is the support that they've given the the game you know um the costumes that they add constantly the maps the modes uh hats off i i wondered if they could could keep up with the you know uh the pace required to keep people interested and even though i dropped off for a while like if they continue to release content the pace they have been this is a game i'll be playing for a long time it, it combines my love of battle royales with my love of platforming it's a great time to play with buddies like it has that uh that carrot you know as you get better at the maps of like you know every victory feels obtainable and losses don't sting too bad because you know that's the point of the battle royale there's only going to be one king at the end of the day um I just, I love it. It's pure joy, you know, in in form of uh, an indie game for me. So this is one of my favorite games of the year, um, without a doubt. Not just indie, but, like, you know, overall.
2: Yeah, uh, I haven't played it nearly as much. I've played it every now and then. Casually, I've yet to win. I suck. Um, You know, but it is is a fun game. I do like the madness of it. You know, like, there is not a single person in this world that can't pick that game up. Uh, Hey, Adam, you're on, you're on. Hot bike. It's okay. A, we're, um, we're, but it's we're not we're a, big deal.
1: We're in a quarantine. Uh.
2: <laughs> no you're good. You're good. Just then, you know, in case you said okay. anything bad. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Mm, um my meat back on. And uh, yeah, I mean, the game is fun. You know, like it's 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 wild, crazy. Anybody in the world could play that game. You know, and, and learn how to play it in, in a couple seconds. So it's a uh, family friendly, really cool. Um, the uh, you know, yeah, my my only critique of it is that it, it you need a little bit of luck. You know, but I guess that's that's you could argue that that's present in any type of battle Royale game. Um, but there is a, you know, um, a little bit of that uh, involved, but it's cool, man. It's, it's fun to, to pick it up and play it literally whenever just drop in, drop out. Just got that's, as long as the connection is stable.
3: Right. Yeah. That's, what's like perfect about this game is it's literally the perfect game to hop in, you know, do a, a run or two. Cause they don't, they don't take too long and you know, you die more often than you win. So, but the game's also really quick to get you back into the game. Like it doesn't take long for you to find another game and get back into the action and everything. So it's another real um good testament to it. And yeah, it's just it's like a big game show, like wipeout or whatever. It's and you know, it's 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 hectic. It's it's fun. I'm not big into Battle Royale games, but like this is a much different style, much more fun in my opinion. Um, mindless. So it's just you know, it's it, – I'm laughing while I'm doing everything because you just see people falling and, and all that, and you just – you know, the pain they're going through. So, yeah, definitely an awesome game. Hey, Bobby, how many crowns you got?
4: This year, one.
3: This year? Last year. Uh, last year, I, I had a lot last year.
4: I almost made it to – I think it was the first season. What was it? Was it 50? Was it the highest? You go 40? The 40, but level was the highest. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, whatever that was. I got one before that, then they reset the season. So I had whatever crowns from that, but I had a lot of wins. Uh, but this year, when I tried to play with Chris the other day, uh, I plugged up my hard drive from my PS4 into the PS5, like it said to, uh, and then it said corrupted. And then I tried to take it back to the PS4, and I had to redo. I mean, this is this is two terabytes of shit that I have stuff. Sorry, uh, that I had uh. to redo, uh, download everything, and I played it a couple times after installing it, uh, and I did get one win. So I'll
0: take that. Would you say that you like this game and you would have voted for it?
4: Uh, out of the ones on here, yeah. I did like Risk of Rain 2 and Tetris Effect, but uh, yeah. For all guys, yeah. Not only because Hades had his butt last week and the first one, I don't know. I didn't play that one, but I should buy
0: it. I should get seal approval from Bobby. No, all don't right. you know, buy it because
2: it's on Game Pass. Yeah, yes, you,
0: don't you don't have to buy it. <laughs> Deep I do to have un- my Pass.
4: Xbox to hook up the PS5. That's why I haven't been on the Xbox, but I do want to play Destiny. I'm not going to lie.
3: Yeah, me too. I've been thinking about it. It, it, uh, I, it. I have it downloaded. I look at it all the time. I'm like, should I hit it? And I'm like, uh, risk it. <laughs> a new update looks real good. 60 frames. Yeah, a that's second. what I'm
4: saying. That's what was getting me excited. I kept seeing
0: trailers and stuff. You know what game does look good is Hades, guys. Let's talk about Hades. Hades.
1: Yeah,
4: um, yeah that was the best ten dollar game I ever bought on Steam.
1: I mean, Hades is just you know it's it's fantastic. It's a complete package. Um, it's a wonderful uh story to see as well you know game go from early access which I, I never touched it or really even paid much attention to it uh to becoming a full release and apparently growing and and you know becoming um you know in my opinion a damn near perfect game like it's just it's so well designed we've talked about the story a little bit we've talked about the art direction obviously um but just the design itself you know of the game like it has the best parts of a roguelite where there's non-permanent progression and that like part of the game getting easier is you getting better, but it also has the permanent progression to kind of offset that with some really interesting choices that you can make um as far as upgrades and then of course along the way on a run, um, you know, ability uh synergies and things like that. So um I just I love this game. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I haven't played nearly enough to give any kind of word on it like that. So
2: Man Chris, you said it was a damn near perfect game, but you also said earlier today that it was the greatest roguelike of all time. So for me, for what it is, it is a perfect game. I don't know what I would do differently in this game. Granted, I don't have a lot of experience with the genre, but I don't know what I could possibly complain about this game. If I had to pick something, it would be some of the frame rate drops, but I think that's a Nintendo Switch thing. Um, you know that's probably not something that you see in the pc to
1: clarify i'm just somebody who doesn't believe in like a perfect game right like i think it's a masterpiece so to kind of clarify i'm i'm i subscribe to like there's no such thing as a perfect game but like
2: oh you sound like this guy with the the pizza reviews on on barstool sports (laughs) thank you you give out a 10 then you can't
4: say just one one bite and then five (laughs) bites later you give the review (laughs) That's, that's you, a, five bucks in the boy, truck, that's, that's, and then that's you're like, there, the "There we go." Seven. That's the
3: beauty of it. <laughs>
2: Anyways, uh yeah, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. i There's not nothing in that game that I'm like, I wish it wasn't this and it. Like, no, man. The game is just fucking awesome.
4: Um, now know. I have a question. Does everybody have it on Switch or PC? I
0: have PC. Switch. Switch PC, okay.
4: Switch.
2: Okay. Um, okay. You know. Yeah, I don't think you could go wrong either way. Uh, I think the portability of, of of it makes it awesome, right? You could play it anywhere. That is a that is a perfect game because uh, you know, you could have a decent run in 15, 20 minutes, you know, I and mean, that's all you need for something on the go. So it's 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 good for that, man. Just this game is in the, is in the conversation of game of the year. So um, it's gonna destroy everything in this category. This discussion is a formality. Hades oh, was my you think. I swear to God, bro. If Hades doesn't fucking win this shit, I swear to God, I'm I'm out. Like, you know, like Listen, Hades was that my – fact
4: effect is pretty good, though.
2: Hey, shut I up, mean, man, I didn't vote. Up. I didn't vote. But I, listen, I have to say. Hades was one, two, three, and four on my list, and they better have gotten all points for
0: H1. No, you got the first place points. I did not give you four categories with a point.
2: But, um, Yeah.
0: Great, it's a great game. It's a great game. Uh, so next we have Risk of Rain Two, which I've always seen on sale, never jumped into. So for the two of you who have played it, being I believe it's just Zach and Bobby, right? Tell me it what it comes about with you. the first one too, right? Everyone says it's great. I have no idea what this game is. It, it's a,
4: it's like a, oh my god, uh, I'm, a, I was gonna say indie Dead Space with no Dead Space, but uh, I can't think of another game to compare it to. Um, maybe like Halo if it was on eight bit. No. <laughs> uh that zach what do you yeah so
3: it's a roguelike zach you're super quiet quiet yeah
4: your thing went down again
3: literally it just shot down to four i don't get it you're good. Good You're good now all right cool yeah so it's a roguelike you you start off with one character and i think there's 12 or 10 in the game total and you literally you just start the game they drop you into a world and enemies spot on the map, you kill the enemies to earn money, and there's crates on the map, you open the crates to get items, and, you know, the items do all kinds of different things. Move faster, attack faster, uh, gain another jump, um, and then they go to, like, crazy awesome stuff like... Um, uh, razor wire shoots out from you every time you get attacked Or you heal off of your damage Or you get a barrier on a kill this is all, There's like hundreds and hundreds of items So it makes every run You know, like different And you have to go through the level Once you feel like you've you know Leveled up enough You go to the teleporter Activate the teleporter A boss appears You kill the boss Teleport to the next level Rinse and repeat And, and that's pretty much the game. And, you know, there's a bunch of secrets and stuff hidden in there, but the gameplay loop is so good. And it's just, it's, you can go on a run for hours and hours. Like I've had three hour, a three hour run before. And, and, and I enjoyed every minute of it because the game gets super hard. The longer you're in it, Uh, there's a little difficulty scaler in the corner and uh, it goes from like easy to ha 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 is the last like difficulty or whatever. And it just <laughs> stay. This is multiplayer for this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh. I think it's four. It's four player multiplayer. Oh, shit. Chris, this
2: is ten bucks on the PlayStation Store if you want to.
3: Yo, get it on Xbox because I got it on Xbox. It's ten bucks on PlayStation. <laughs> 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 it feels like a game that would come to Game Pass eventually, right? It's uh, it. I, I, think I hope it on so, there, man. Like, like it's it's so good and and i feel like this was the game that i was going to say um that not a lot of people have played like i i feel like i don't see anybody talking about it and it's just it's it's such a fun game to go in like you want to try and earn all the characters and then you can unlock different abilities for each character so like you gotta do certain like specific things to get the ability so it's like you're trying to go into these missions and doing certain things and yeah, each character is unique. Like, none of them are like, oh, this guy's kind of like this guy. You know, they all, there's an archer, there's a guy with dualies, there's a, um, a, a melee guy, there's uh, like a magic based one. It's, it's, it's so good. I'm going to check it out. I've always heard good things. All right, last
0: game in our indie game of the year is Tetris Effect. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk because I put this super high up on my list uh it's fantastic i i know it came out the base version. this tetris effect connected of course which is the new version of it i know it came out a couple years ago on playstation and psvr and that was getting game of the year like overall from some outlets but i never tried i was like i don't care about a vr i didn't have psvr i, was like, I don't care about a tetris game in vr um you know xbox series x launched this is on a game pass day one i'm like you know what i need something to play and boy that game is really good anyone who hasn't played tetris effect And then I don't know the difference in the, in what new contents and connected, but man, that game is fantastic. Nobody was wrong. I just was being stubborn. It's, it's one of the most beautiful games ever. Like it looks fantastic. Um, The soundtrack is, I mean, that's what the game is. It's Tetris, super pretty and with a fantastic soundtrack and everyone should play it. It's cheap or free, depending on what system you play on. I would suggest that to literally anybody. It's like, do you know how to play Tetris? Sort of all right go have like a good time and just like
1: get high and and and, and enjoy yourself is it's, this
3: the co-op one you yes can play this one, co-op. it has it has co-op on it yeah yeah yeah
1: cool uh it's relaxing too like that that's for literally like two months like i would just come home and just do like a couple levels like you know that was that was uh, my way of unwinding like after work like um it's incredibly relaxing it can be challenging like i there is like a difficulty slider so like if you fancy that you're great at tetris you can can do that, but you can also you know dial it way down to easy if you just kind of want to chill and um, you know practice maneuvers and things like that. But I, I agree with everything Adam said. It is gorgeous. It has an amazing soundtrack. Worth noting that you manipulate the soundtrack as you twist and turn the shapes as well and drop them. So I think that really adds to the uh, to the immersion. But um, yep yeah, agree with everything you said. Great game. I
4: me mean, back me up. You think it's good, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's the the cleanest, best looking Tetris I've ever played. And the music is great.
0: I, I, yeah, awesome. All right, so to the surprise of everyone, I'm sorry, George, the first place winner of you <laughs> shaking his <that> head already. <laughs> ECG's game of the year 2020. The indie category winner is Fall Guy. No, it's Hades. Hades number one. Fall ah. Guys number
1: two. I, swear uh, that, bro. I was gonna fucking yeah. throw my shit. I wasn't gonna be mad, <laughs> but I was gonna be surprised. Like I was I
2: mean. gonna be like, i I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not i'm, I'm a, i am off you gave, this the, show. you gave me the password of <laughs> fucking deleting this video as soon as it gets one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one by good margin too. so yeah now hades is great and then yeah fall guys is number two so there we go all right on to the main event the big finale the big kahuna the old enchilada game of the year right going minecraft
4: dungeons i'm gonna start this off okay we do have a show
0: we do have a show coming up where we can talk about our personal list so i guarantee tell us all about minecraft dungeons and i'll back you up kind of because it's okay all right first we have assassin's creed valhalla cyberpunk 2077 hades immortals phoenix rising and the last of us part two so we've kind of already talked about particular parts of all these games these have all been nominated somewhere else i guess we're gonna start assassin's creed what do you think makes this, you know, deserve to be on the best game of the year nominees?
2: First, first and foremost, I would like to apologize to all our viewers and listeners out there that Ghost of Tsushima is not on this list of nominees. Um, I am apparently the only person that put it in its top five. Just so we're clear, you guys now see what the rest of them look like that did not put them in their top five. Um, so, hey,
4: not not I didn't. I didn't put anything in my gotcha. If Bobby would have voted, it might
0: have got on there. That's what we said. So
2: just, just, just so we're clear, these guys here, not me. It, you know, not me.
0: Uh, also, anyways. point of order, me and George talked about it. I didn't <laughs> vote for games that I don't play because that is an adam game, and that would have been probably – again, I haven't played it, so I'm not going to so, bring something of them not played. But.
2: So just, just so that we're clear. But Valhalla was on my list um what a pleasant surprise this was not a game i was planning on playing it wasn't until i got the next gen console and i was like man i don't have shit to play on this game i don't have anything to play on this new console i want to play something that actually feels next gen um and i went with valhalla and i could not have been any more pleased um game is it's really good. Um, it's massive. It's huge. Um, I just finished it at 116 hours. Um, I'm sure we'll do a spoiler cast on that um, on the side. But but I, I loved it. Um, it starts off very generic, um, and I will say the ending. Well, the ending is good. Uh, I like. I, you know, I told a couple of you guys I was extremely disappointed with the final battle. No spoilers here, but it's very obvious. The point of the game is you're getting allies throughout the entire. Um, country of england and um wait we're in england spoilers
4: <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i just got the england
2: it's fucking okay. vikings if you don't know that the vikings won't <laughs> attack england bro, i don't know what to tell you dude <laughs> uh, but anyways you're basically getting allies because you're gonna have some big battle at the end it's pretty obvious that big battle at the end sucks balls um with that said there's another cool fight boss fight that is pretty good but that that should suck um but the from beginning, the journey in between is awesome. It's amazing. Um, like I said, the character Ivor is awesome. Um, you know, he's, he starts off a un- uncharacteristically, kind of like a dumbass, being an idiot at the beginning. But then he becomes so wise throughout the game, the flashbacks, um, you know, involving in their Norse mythology into the game, uh, incorporating it with some of the from English lore and stuff like that. Uh, really, really cool. Um, I, I mean, I love Viking stuff and seeing all the different characters, uh, the sons of Ragnar, King Alfred, um, really important characters in history um, being portrayed um, in different ways. They put their own spin on them because they're so different than in some of the TV shows and stuff out there. But game is awesome. Gameplay is, uh, is really good. Um, the fu- you know the actual combat is pretty good um especially with assassin's creed always being unique that you're you're attacking with the uh like the like the triggers and stuff like the, you know the r buttons or whatever which is always kind of uh, weird it doesn't always feel right it feels weird going to play another game after that uh, but it do a really good job incorporating all the different weapons being able to use axes um i think it's a little bit unique in that aspect because i feel like all the assassin's creed games are typically on finesse weapons right like you're You're, you know, sword fighting, dancing almost. But this one you're using fucking hammers, great axes and all these big giant weapons. But it makes it it makes it work. So uh, really good game all around. Um, You know, that how disappointing that final battle was makes me want to drop it a point, to be honest with you. Uh, And I did rate these things before I finished that particular piece. But overall, still a really good game. Great performance. A lot of fun. Pretty pretty good year for Ubisoft uh, aside from Watch Dogs, you know. That's your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't on no one's list, that's for sure.
0: It's fine. It's all right.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I said I think all I could say on Valhalla, good shit. Pick it up, play it.
1: I just you know, I'll I'll add quickly that it's it's how you do a massive open world and super long game right. Like so many things in that game are interesting to do. Almost everything is you know. A, either a fun moment a funny moment or a poignant moment Orlog's, or logs that how i say it? Orlog, the dice game oh, oh yeah that's so much fun incredible i can't I, as soon as that shit goes on sale the the you know the analog version that they're gonna put out like i'm buying that shit like immediately because i love it um yeah it's just it's how you do a massive open world game right you know it's it's not perfect by any means it has its faults but like s- for a world as massive as it is, and a game as ma- as long as that is, like there's so many fun things to do, and that's what I look for in a big open world. So, and a good yeah, story to be. As the as the resident Assassin's Creed
0: super fan, because I love all these games, I love all the dumb lore, all the precursor alien races, and all that nonsense. Uh, this game is Odyssey, but like finally focused because Odyssey is too big. I love Odyssey it's too big think of that game which is fantastic and focus it down in a good way and yeah building settlements all the characters are really cool Ivar what a good guy um game is great uh yeah I love it absolutely it deserves to be on this list for sure and I'm the big AC dude and I was very happy to play this game this year
2: I will give you guys and some of the listeners a little bit of advice um, there are some cool stuff that you get for finishing the main, the main story, things that you're eligible for. Um, so that I, I think it's actually, the, I think the game is meant for you not to do all the side stuff until after the story so you can have some fun things to do it with. I finished all the side stuff right before finishing the final story, and then I got some really cool weapons that I don't have anything to use them on because I'm done with the game. So I I think I would recommend that you don't completely clear out the entire all of the maps until you beat the main line story and get some of those cool weapons that uh, and things that are available to you um, post game. Um, definitely complete all the mysteries. Do that, um, but. Um, but yeah, just keep keep that in mind. I got these fucking, I won't spoil what they are, but some badass weapons and I won't be able to use them until a DLC comes out.
0: Okay, all right. Unless anyone, nothing else? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I,
4: I, I, I've enjoyed it, but I will say I'm the opposite. I love side missions. Uh, that's why I just got to England, uh, because I was in a whole bunch of places in Norway where I should not have been at my level. Uh, but I was just Assassin's Creeding the shit out of it and then just running in, stealing gold and taking off uh and just leveling up and i i've enjoyed every moment i I remember watching uh um chris play it on his stream and then i was like this looks this is pretty good because i haven't played an assassin's creed game in a while uh but i as always i play as the female lead uh so i i'm uh wolf kissed um and she's been great and i've loved every minute of it you can switch
2: right like uh, you could switch between male and and female it it doesn't i should have done that I felt like it was going to mess with the game or something, and I, I didn't do it. I should have done that. As I heard, Lady I- Ivor was pretty good.
0: Yeah, she's pretty badass. Yeah. All right, next, we're going to move on to Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I'll go ahead and say, for all the faults and the issues people had, I guess I'm the luckiest human being on the planet Earth. Had almost, I mean, I'd like, in 50 hours, I had like five meaningless glitches like a dude stood up and sat down when i talked to him like that kind of shit um and i loved every second of it man it's uh like we, like we talked about before i love the care it's the characters in the story is what it is it's like the main missions and the side missions like mainlining quote unquote the game is the way to play it and i think it's fantastic it looks pretty i love the world that they built weapons are super fun to use Manus blades are the best thing ever everyone get those um and that story from start to finish, especially when you get in the middle and at the end and it starts picking up, I had a great time with it. And um, I was very happy to to play it. I don't, again, I don't think it's perfect. It definitely has its issues, but I don't. I think it is everything considered when you put it all in the pot and mix it together. I'm like, that was solid. I was happy I played that. And I, I don't regret it at all. And I'll play it again anytime. I'll play it on PC when I get my new card and see how pretty it is.
4: I'll play it on PlayStation when it comes
0: back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a good segue for me, Bobby. Um this is probably the only objection I have on any of the lists. Like I'm uh you know, just I'm not thrilled that it's on the game of the year list. I don't think this this year uh in this current state it is, so it's a game that necessarily deserves to be there. I can see why people like it. I just you know, I've said before, I feel like it's it's a little bit half baked. Uh not a bit. Uh, that 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 being said like i i can see a lot of what is special in the game and there are things that i very much enjoy in the game it's just it's very hard for me to reconcile this with like you know the same devs that made Witcher three and it's not their fault like to be clear but um but i can see why you know and i i have not finished i'm at like 35 hours um is where i've kind of stalled out I eventually i'll get back to it but i'm i'm gonna finish some other stuff um before but
0: what i could say is that don't think of it as the follow-up to the witcher 3 fall think of it as a follow-up to a fallout game and it's better than a fallout game so i love that kind of shit so it, it works for me. it feels much more like a fallout open world bethesda game than it does a witcher game it's better
2: it's better than fallout 76 i'll give you that yeah,
1: it hey, it was
4: better
0: after the first 76 updates,
1: It okay? ain't it ain't it ain't no New Vegas. It's just No. I don't I am not trying to compare like, you know, Witcher 3 to to this in terms of like, you know, design necessarily issue. It's it's more of a qual it's a quality thing for me, yeah. like. Uh, it's a polished thing. I'm know? I'm with a polished thing even <laughs> oh god <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm i'm
2: with chris like hey this is our list right so it's it's the games that we enjoyed so i'm, I'm
0: glad i that... voted for ghost chris
2: yeah you should have um but what does he know Um, anyways, (laughs) let it's, it's it's everybody's list It's what they enjoyed. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you were the only person in the world who had a, a relatively bug free experience with the game, (laughs) but I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, um, you know, I can't, I can't knock it. I think it is a good game. I think it it is, it is a fine game. All right. Um, I think it had impossible expectations to live up to, um, you know, it's I, In some ways, it's unfair, but it's also fair to compare it to The Witcher 3, man, because that's the last game that they made. And I'm sorry, but Cyberpunk can't even wipe The Witcher 3's ass, you know? Like, it, it's it's not, it's, not, it's, not on that, it's not on that level, uh, at least not yet. It has the potential to be. Um, but if you compare the two games at their launch, it's not even close either, you know? Um, and for me personally, and again, it's, it's because it's my list, I, I have to factor in, like what they did to PS4 and Xbox One base users. Like, that's, I, I can't, I can't in good conscience put a game in, in my top five or in that game of the year discussion when, when you released a game that a large population of the, the gamers cannot play and, and you lied to them, you know? You lied the majority,
1: them. majority of console gamers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Majority. You, you lied to them. I, I don't care. I, I, seeing everything that's come out since then, you lied. You lied. You know, they knew that 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 this was not in good shape. I like, granted that didn't affect any any of us here, but it's something that I have to factor in. This game is not complete. Um, you know, for for everyone, your game, your mileage should not vary when it comes to the game being playable or not. You know, so that's why I heard
4: it was pretty good on Stadia too, though. Well. Even yeah, though for, nobody plays that for, for the
2: six people it. that still that still play it, you know. But.
4: <laughs> hey, that that was the people that were that were jumping off of Xbox and getting refunds you know, from PS4. They were like, "I'm going to go to Stadia because they don't have PCs."
2: Look, yeah. I, I I love CD Projekt Red. I, I think this game does have the potential to eventually become uh, an, an all time great when that multiplayer stuff comes out, some of that free DLC when the next gen versions come out. Um, but yeah, there's there's too much too much things that that i feel like they deliberately allowed to happen and were okay with for me to for me to for me to put it there with that said the game is solid i think it's a good game um and yeah it'll just come down to preference which how how high people put it up there but that 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 was that's my take on
0: it yeah no all fair points it was awful it shouldn't came out on last gen that is inexcusable I looked at it what was adam's experience with this game and that's what i yeah. voted on so yeah. but yeah i can't excuse it but this is what adam liked so yeah you're right just for preference
1: sure. it's personal yeah it's personal personal list i just yep. i felt like for me i i couldn't like i can't sit here and just laud that game because that's not how i feel about it right like and if we're talking about you know the the nominees like i feel like for me it's important to it is the it. one i was
0: shotgun on there
3: to be honest with you but I, enough people voted for it that's how
0: it went right I, I i put
3: i put it up there because it's it, i i'm having a great time with it it's it's the game i keep finding myself going back to right now uh with even all the new games that i got and it's just yeah, i think that i'm so i'm playing on on the series x of um well, no obviously but i'm playing on the series x and it's it definitely does you know it it has its issues like I, I i'll be riding and like the like the map will almost like cut out like it'll just be white for a second and it'll come back in or um not the map like the actual world and and just stuff like that like cars will randomly disappear if i call my motorcycle it will appear underneath a vehicle um stuff like that and and you know there's something like texture pop in and stuff but I feel for it's not happening to me so much to the point where it's derailing my experience for all the good that the game is giving me. So that's uh, what I love about it, and um, I I enjoy the loop. You know, um, uh, like you said, the mantis blades. I like going around with gorilla arms and just beating the shit out of people. You know, it's 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 uh, fun. Like I'm I'm I enjoy exploring the world. It's so dense. Uh, It's, it's so vertical. I, I I like, you know, there's the attention, not the attention to detail, but well, yeah, that too. Like, it's just, you can tell there's a lot of love put into crafting uh, the world and everything. And uh, I I love exploring in it. And, you know, the, the characters uh, like we talked about in the narrative are, are all awesome. You know, they, they do a really good job at helping propel the story and helping keep you invested. You know, I, I, constantly found myself wanting to uh, have the next conversation with these people and uh, being able to make the next decision and see where, you know, the story with this character is going to go and everything. So um, it definitely, you know, did have its, does have its issues. And I, I can't wait for the next-gen version to come out because, like, I, I watch it on PC, man, and, like, whoo, that game looks good. And, like, it, it, it's unbelievable, like, with the ray tracing and everything. So I, 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 I contemplated... <laughs> stopping where I'm playing now yep and waiting until the next gen comes out just to just to experience it um you know without having beaten the game yet because I don't I'm not the type of person that's going to go back and play a huge RPG like this again especially you know, since that next-gen version is supposed to come out this year. So I definitely won't play another big game that Nearly
1: where I'm at with it as well, man, is like I'm very tempted to, like, wait for things just because it has been, you know, distracting for me. And I want want to feel what Adam felt, right? Like him and I have kind of different needs or bars to clear. And, like, I want to feel – I have no doubt that I can feel what Adam felt playing that game. Just the state that it's in now, it's just not there for me. And I don't want to, like, look back on my total experiences, you know, resentful kind of. Yeah, very also, fair let it be awesome and then enjoy it uh,
2: i'm also concerned like i've been thinking about the same thing uh, whether i should just wait for the next gen upgrade but they haven't confirmed when that's coming out and i, I have know, some serious i have some serious concerns that that's going to get pushed out significantly significantly given all the resources they have to put into fixing what they currently released so i'm i'm already thinking like this is like end of year you know if this was spring that would suck you know if this is spring i'll, I'll wait you know but I have a feeling that this ain't coming out till like the end of like it's gonna get pushed out a lot. I have just just uh, just a gut feeling, but
0: oh, all right. Next up, we have Hades. Everything I said when we said indie game of the year, it's yeah. great, it's fantastic. I mean, same. It,
1: it's, it's same for me. Yeah, I, mean, I have nothing to, left add. to say. Nothing left
2: to say. I'm glad this game's on the list. You know, well, it so. arguably, yeah, for Could
1: sure, both categories. Yep.
2: Good fucking job.
1: Absolutely. All right. Next up,
0: Immortals phoenix rising uh, again this one came out of nowhere i picked it up it was on sale that game and we've talked about it in chat uh, bobby is it your cousin that's in chat we were talking immortals with oh i don't know
4: <clears throat> i haven't talked to him since he wanted to be a turd about the playstation fives so. okay well never mind we'll cut that out yeah.
0: no, <laughs> uh, but uh he wishy-washy that <laughs> yeah i've talked to multiple people and oh but and yes you, that is my cousin yes. yeah yeah between him um, a guest that we're going to have on uh, a couple episodes of the show coming up, because I reached out to a bunch of guests, me and Zach, it is Breath of the Wild, but the story and the aesthetic I, I like a lot more. So it's like, it's just as good as Breath of the Wild, minus the stuff I didn't like, and I like the story and the characters better. And it came in, I was like, I'm gonna try it out. It's like Breath of the Wild. I'm like, no, this game is solid. I like this way better than Breath of the Wild, personally, because I thought that world was boring and I didn't like the characters. I don't think it's a bad game. I just don't like that part of the game, and this fixes that stuff. So for me, I'm like, eh, eh, I was shocked. I was like, Am I really gonna put? I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna put this on the list because I did not stop
1: playing the game for about 25 hours straight. I was having a great time. Does it have like the you can climb on anything? Like, yep. Uh, what about like fire and electricity, all that kind of stuff? Like Breath of the Wild, like the
0: uh, your gonna... your power ups are like that, where you can interact with the world in ways like I solved a puzzle like you're supposed to push the ball around put it at a i had my upgrade for my hammer all the way up so i just charged it boom hit the thing all across the level and it went in
1: it's like there you go right emergent moments bullshit. that's that's the best thing i think breath of the wild did was emergent moments where like unintended things happen that were like kind of cool so oh interesting yeah it's it's one of those things that it's not super high on my list of games that i want to play like you know like immediately but it is like i'm like yeah i, I will check that out at some point like i still think that sometime in the next six months we're all going to hit that point where it's like back backlog is gonna we're gonna be grateful for a backlog you know i hope i'm wrong but i feel like i am I think right.
0: it's low expectations versus how the g- good the game is because i was like i yeah. don't know like whatever i didn't like breath of wild that much and i was like oh no this game is way better than i thought it would be so opposite cyberpunk where people were super hyped and disappointed this one i didn't care at all like this is super good
1: yeah
3: yeah the game is Awesome! Like we, like we already we said earlier, it just caught me way off guard with how how good it is, and yeah, I think I think it's just a much better game than Breath of the Wild in my opinion. I think like uh, Adam was saying, the aesthetic of it, the 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 gameplay, um, the weapon degradation was a huge thing for me in Breath of the Wild. It was it was one of the worst, just most cumbersome features that they put in there, man. And this does away with that, and just yeah the the color palette the world is interesting you know the the greek mythology really uh propels that uh world into another level that breath of the wild couldn't really achieve for me and i just let me like we were saying for the last of us breath of the wild is definitely not a bad game and by any by any any, by any means it's just not for me It, it didn't do it for me um when it comes to Zelda, I'm more of a Wind Waker, like that style of Zelda kind of guy. So, um, yeah, but this is, this is everything I wanted that open world Zelda game to be when I heard it was going to be what it was. And, um, you know, uh, I just think that it it took that formula and uh, turned it up a notch.
0: Yeah, I agree. Bobby, let me know how you feel when you actually install it and play it, all right?
4: Yeah, it comes on Saturday. I can't wait. Uh, it's the PS5 version. I got it for 30 bucks, I
0: think. Comes on Saturday, you'll play it in May. Gotcha. Yeah.
4: Yeah, oh, well. yeah. I'm going to start oh, writing uh, dates with Post-its uh, when I think I should play it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I will
2: agree that uh, weapon degradation and cooking are definitely the worst parts of
3: Oh, yeah, uh, that's gone too. No cooking. So,
2: so that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. Um, noted.
0: Boom. Cool. all right. And then last yep. nominee. Yep. Last of Us Part two. (laughs) I mean, we kind of already
3: talked about it. If anyone has any final thoughts, go ahead. There's
2: nothing else to say. I think we've talked about this one ad nauseum.
3: Yeah, I I think this is all around, like when you you think of like a video game, like if I had to recommend a video game for someone to play out of this list, like this is the one because you're going to get awesome gameplay. You're going to get awesome story. You're going to get emotional moments. You're going to get moments where you'll laugh. Like this game delivers nearly everything that you could ask for. It's, it's, it's like Chris was saying, there's no such thing as a perfect game, but like this game is a masterpiece.
1: I think it's the only thing I'll add is like, uh, you know, it's an example of how video games uh, in a narrative sense have been elevated, you know, to the level of television and films and books, right? Like it's a perfect example of how you can have uh, a traditional narrative told in video game form. Like, yes, you're in control of the characters and you can move around, but you are very much on a linear path and you're experiencing the story they want to tell you, which, you know, um, love it or hate it is um, fantastically um, done in terms of, you know, quality, uh, gameplay, world design, all that kind of stuff. So,
3: One of the best stories we've gotten in any medium this year, right? Like I, uh, in movies or TV shows, like I, I can't think of much that is that level of quality.
2: Uh, kind of a tough year to compare it to given all the movies that were pushed out, you know? I mean, yeah, but, uh, yeah, definitely. But, but yes, sure. that, that, is, uh, that is definitely, yeah, I would agree with that for sure.
0: All right, cool. So we're going to go backwards from, I'm going to go backwards from all of them because something interesting happened. We've been doing this for two years and the results baffle me. In a way,
1: not really. Was this like a listicle, like teaser? You know, the results may shock you. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah, you would never. The five tips your doctor doesn't want you to know. All right. So, number five, we had Immortals Phoenix Rising at six points. Uh, Number four was Cyberpunk 2077 at eight. Number three was Assassin's Creed Valhalla at nine points. And drumroll, please. Oh, man. This is the same thing that George was saying with the indie. Oh, man. In second place is Hades with 12 points. Oh, thank you. In first place is Last of Us Part Two with 12 points. We have a tie. We have co-game oh! of the year. Last of Us <laughs> Part Two and Hades are okay. your ECG Game of the Year 2020 co-MVPs. That. I'm, I'm submitting my vote
4: oh. right now. Hold on. <laughs> <I knew that. laughs> Hold on. And yet again,
2: wow. Last of Us Two wins again.
4: It tied. It uh, tied. It, no, but
2: it didn't again. win. Do You understand how many things that they would not have won if you had just submitted your votes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, but I did, like I said, I didn't want to submit votes for most of the categories. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want, like, 90% two, two, of the games. Game. Yeah, so I don't I want to you. get, like, Ghost of Tsushima. I know it's beautiful. I've seen trailers. I've liked a lot of things of it. But, I, I mean, it would have been in there instead of Cyberpunk. Well, to um, be
2: fair, we didn't but, give you, they didn't give you a list of games you had to choose from.
1: You could have picked any games that you wanted. Yeah, you made your own list. but. Yeah.
4: It's okay. it's okay. Yeah, man. I, but yeah, my list. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm I, happy I with the outcome. List.
1: I'm, you know, I'm good.
2: I'm good
4: with that. I'm, I'm, good. I'm glad that they tied.
0: I, this is going to be my last show first tie ever <laughs> in the two years we've been doing it. But yeah, last was part two in Hades are your ECG game of the year. Uh, Woo! It in didn't the near didn't future, win. I know. In the near future, everyone will be able to talk about their list. What you know didn't make it in the main list. What they liked. We'll go over that pretty soon. But there Six you go. Six months
4: from now, I'm going to play all these games and then vote, and we're going to change the
1: whole thing. <laughs> Bobby can do his, <laughs> his uh, 2020 Game of the Year special. It'll of, like, be Bobby's 2020
4: Game of the Year
0: 2022. <laughs> all right, guys. So it was a good time. I appreciate you guys coming along. Uh, is there anything, Chris, I'll let you take over the end of the of the show because you normally do it, and I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I've been to this red carpet all night. I'm I'm hot and
1: bothered. Yeah. I Really, just if anybody wants to plug anything, you know, uh, I stream on twitch.tv slash rentalrush uh as adam said at the top of the show we are going to have a, a youtube channel uh assuming everything goes goes good with this recording and i think it's eaten but uh it, it would i will say that they'll probably drop on sundays uh for the video version so if you want the video version you can probably look for it on sunday that just gives me time to, to edit um, them and yeah because i stream on thursday we record on thursday i just don't anticipate them getting out on um you know on fridays or, or frankly saturdays so um that, that's it that's all i got to plug uh, yeah, I will
0: say just in the future for the show, like I said, we've had, I've got about 10 or 12 guests lined up. They'll either do reviews with us, which we're going to start. I believe Cyberpunk's our first like game club, game of the month review. Um, we've got other games lined up pretty soon, like AC Valhalla. We've got people coming up, pay attention to the, to the Twitter and just for the show. So we've got guests coming on. We've got reviews coming. We've got YouTube, you know, space ECG pod is the Twitter handle. So go check that out
1: remember we record it remotely so you can be from literally anywhere and uh you know if you want to be a guest one week and like thursdays don't work for example we can hash it out we'll figure something out we'd we'd like to have more voices on uh on the show Play Woo! anybody check else
2: out. check out my only fans i'm doing a special <laughs> 30-day free trial to see uh uh shape uh hispanic man if that's your thing <laughs> <laughs> do, do, doing normal things like uh today i'll be uploading some videos of me taking down christmas decorations if that's your jam
1: <laughs> somebody has that kink guarantee. <laughs> robbie uh, bobby miller uh are you still streaming sir do you want to play? i i uh...
4: i just set up the ps5 i streamed the other day i don't remember what it, was. it might have been astrobots um I just stream Demon Souls, but I don't think anyone wants to watch anyone lose at the beginning that many times uh, on a stream. Uh, so, so may, uh, I'd say by the end of the month, hopefully, I'll have more games opened uh, to play, and uh, we'll see. But not right now. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll be joining the the Master Race PC soon, so maybe I will stream at some point. Maybe I will hop on that. Assuming Chris helps me build my computer this weekend.
1: It's easy. You got this. Just need a little patience. <laughs> that's fantastic (laughs) thanks everybody for uh for hanging out and hanging with us for this mega sized episode we will see you next week